This is Joey Janela. This is Miley. Hello, this is Ricochet. This is the Bulldozer Matt Tremont. This is Larry Legend, and you are listening to the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. I am Avenging Ben. I'm home up, Mike, and I'm marking the fuck out. Holy because, shit. Because guess what, everybody? We are live on Facebook for the first time ever to celebrate episode number 20. Holy shit. Dude, thank, you, thank you to everybody that joined us. Thank you to, listen, we're probably going to do this again when the show ends later tonight, but seriously, thank you guys so much from the bottom oh of our hearts for listening, for listening to two chuckle nuts talking about pro wrestling for over 20 weeks now. Who are you calling a chuckle nut? You. You're a slap nut, so shut the fuck up. Slap nuts and chuckle nuts, the ultimate podcast experience. <laughs> with the Nut Brothers. The Nut Brothers, with, with Nutty Ray Raimundo and the Nutty DJ. Oh, a bunch of nuts. Oh but yeah, gosh. we have but listen, we didn't we are not we are not gonna be alone tonight. Not only not only are we streaming live on Facebook, not yes. only will we be having the regularly occurring <laughs> guest of uh of Ray Ray Mundo popping in at some point tonight. That's right, we actually invited him this time. We actually yes. invited him. We were in such good spirits, we actually decided to invite him this time. So we'll hear from the law later on, hear how he's doing. But we have two gigantic guests tonight two from very different worlds but sh- we're sure gonna bring holy you a shit so fucking different this is gonna be so fucking different but literally for- we are going to have matthew ryan co-creator of capital wrestling on tonight to talk about 70s and, and 80s wrestling <laughs> 70s and 80s wrestling and talk about capital and talk about capital wrestling and what that- yep, sorry for me laughing i'm just gonna talk yeah. about that whole experience and uh, yeah, we're also going to be having on Tommy Salami again from Grimm's Toy Show. Because the is, first time uh, was such a successful show. Yep, and also we are going to be having, so yeah, we, of course he's a fellow member of D-Generation Fat because he made us honorary members last, than the last episode he was on. So, and, so and we have a lot of things to talk about with him since that Oh, absolutely. Oh, oh my uh, lord. To quote, uh, to quote our good friend Jim Russell from Choked Out Radio, lots to talk about. Lots, Lots to, to talk about. Thank you. Since we've given out thank yous, thank you so much to Jim Russell for being on 10 episodes ago. You were the big milestone for that episode, so thank you once again, oh, sir. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The likes, the likes are just coming in. Oh, my God. This is insane. But, yeah, trust me, Mike's going to be a little bit flustered. So while we're waiting for... Oh, shut uh, the fuck up. I'm about to be person that's in the chat right now. Oh my God! This is gonna be this is gonna be an experience. So again, in advance, if we experience any technical difficulties tonight, any don't, don't be worried. We'll be we'll fix it, and then we'll be right back, depending on what happens. Ring a ding, 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 baby. And regardless of what and regardless of what happens, you can always listen to the show after the fact on uh, on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and all that other good stuff afterwards. So if you're listening to this after the fact, uh, thank you for downloading and. Uh, so while we're waiting for uh, Matthew Ryan to get here, which is going to be in a little bit, let us talk about a few little things. 
little housekeeping before we get going. Mike, can I tell you something funny that happened to me earlier today and last night? Depends on what happened. It involves the Corvus. From GTS? Yes. Okay, tell me what happened. Okay. Uh, Many of you may remember that um, the current, for those of you who watch Grimm's Toy Show, the current YouTube figures, (laughs) heavyweight, wrestling, YouTube wrestling figures, heavyweight champion, sorry, that's a mouthful, is is Pete Corvus, the Corvus, or as Grimm lovingly calls him, the Clitoris. The Clitoris. And in addition to uh, me being a fan of his, uh, we are friends on Facebook, and we don't really chat too much unless he posts a really funny meme. Which he did last night. He posted this weird ass meme the other night that said, and I quote to you, nowhere in the nowhere in the nursery rhyme Humpty Dumpty does it say that he's an egg. Follow me on this. Really? No, I'm think about it. So the thing is, in that fairy tale, it's never said he's an egg. And I'm like, holy shit. I have literally never thought about that up until this point. And so I literally just I I ta- I literally send this message to him. I say Dude, I'm literally about to go to bed. I don't need this shit right now. I don't need this shit. And he's like, sorry, bro. It's just something I thought of. And it's like, whatever. And then literally, I'm like, but wait a minute. Why would people think, well, how did the whole egg thing get started? This is ridiculous. And so then he goes and he says, huh, we may have to, we may have to look into this. And I'm like, I'll do, I'll do some detective work in the morning. <laughs> I'll do don't some you have de- schoolwork to do? No, I got off today because of the snow. Oh, yeah, we'll mention that, too. Oh, oh yeah, because if you're listening uh, live, how's the snow treating you guys? Because I got, I was experiencing, I'm happy to be doing this for a lot of reasons, but I was experiencing hardcore cabin fever today, man. I've been snowed in all freaking day. I was kind of losing my mind for a little bit. Not me. Th- this dumb bastard had to go to work. Oh, shit. I don't go into work till Saturday. Everybody in the comments, send the whole Milk Mike your love for being a trooper and going into his job today. Yeah, I'm waiting. But, yeah, but, but what happened? <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> but literally, to wrap this up to the best I can. Oh, shit, somebody's already stuck at work. <laughs> to wrap, oh, fuck. To wrap, oh, well, whoever's stuck at work, uh, we, send you our, we send you our best. Oh, I love you too, buddy. Mm. So what happens is... I tell him the, the story was made in the 1800s and Humpty Dumpty was used as an expression for being a short and clumsy person, but there is no inference of him being an egg. So I guess that just happened because a, a, a per, a, an egg cracking makes more sense than a, than a person cracking, I suppose. And so he said, and I quote to you, the Corvus tells me, genius, wonderful work, Ben. And I said, with this done, I declare this random after midnight, what the fuck mystery, closed. And so thank you to the Corvus for being my, being the Watson to my homes in this bizarre thing. So to I guess, your, oh, homes. So, I thought you meant like homes, like Eddie Guerrero homes. Like, Viva la raza. No, not, not doing that shit. But yeah, that was. By the way, thank you to the people that said to me love. Sending okay, love, you love, love to you guys whole, too. Send love to the whole milk, Mikey. And we hey, all send some love to Avenging Ben over here too. He works hard. He works fucking harder than me. Uh, that is that is a lie. I am objectively horrible. <laughs> <laughs> that is, object, that is objectively not a joke. I'm, I'm putting you over, brother. Yeah. Something I'm that Hulk Hogan won't do. Aww. Yeah, oh. I know. God damn it.
Okay, so like a lot of things, a lot of big things happening. There we go. There we go. It's starting. What's a lot of big things happening in the wrestling world this week? But one of the more interesting stories that came out of this week, and tell me if anybody has heard about this. Apparently, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, his new production company is making a biopic about Paige. Oh. It's such a weird combination, but. Yeah. If why, anybody... did, why, why does the Why does the Rock want to do something about her page? Uh, that that's the million dollar question for me. I have no clue why he want why he wants to do that. I don't know. I guess it's just something for him to do. I suppose so. It's it's just a weird combination. Why? And plus, is her story really that? Answer me this: Is her story really that interesting to turn into a movie? Well, from what I've read, she—I think she started wrestling when she was fourteen, I believe. So she started really young, and then she only got up to like WWE like around nineteen. Wow! I—I I, I believe that's what it is. Wow! Really? Seriously? So, uh, yeah, some people have answers too because of money. Yeah, probably trying to support her since she' not doing shit. That is, she ain't, she ain't doing yeah, shit. She is ain't she? Doing shit. Is she gonna be at HOG with Patron? That's what TMZ reported. Isn't that so weird? It's so. It was so weird to see something posted about House of Glory that was not House of Glory themselves posting about it, like them self promoting. This is the best. Yeah, that was it. Was like one of those weird things. It's like, oh, House of Glory. Oh, oh I know, I know this. And it's then so, just, and then it says TMZ, and you're like, wait, what? It's so weird to see them being talked about in like the third person, which is which is weird because I'm used to being on like the ground floor with everything they're doing because we're we're sort of devout followers of them. Okay, but, yeah. define followers. We go to all their shows. Okay. We've interviewed some. We've interviewed some of their talent. It's not like we're on our hands and knees kissing their asses. <laughs> no, no, we're not. We're, we 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 support many indie promotions around yeah. New York. But yeah, so it's one of those weird things. Like, are they gonna? Do you think they're gonna include Alberto Del Rio in the film? Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow, really? It, 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 it depends on how far they go in the documentary. Oh, mm, that is true. Do you think like they're going to... She started wrestling at the age of 14, and now she's fucking a Mexican and losing her job. Oh, God. I'm just so, like... Yeah, that's not that, that's not a fa- fairy tale thing. That, that's not like a thing, weirdly enough. But the funny thing about... The funny thing about this whole thing is I'm just thinking, isn't she trying out for MMA? Isn't that what she's doing? Isn't she still under contract with WWE for like two more years? Ah, that's I, that's why this, I'm thinking. This bitch wants to get out of her contract so so badly, like so badly. <clears throat> no, she gets popped the first time for thirty days, and then she gets popped again for sixty days. And now I'm thinking she just wants to get popped the third time so she can just leave. Yeah, she's doing what um she's she's doing what Randy used to do, just get, get a suspension every fucking week. Oh my god! I funny. Somebody was trolling. <clears throat> us. Somebody was trolling me on uh, on social media a few, a few a week or so ago, 
because like ever since Seth Rollins got hurt again, it's sort of up in the air whether or not he'll be at Mania. The confirmed match going forward is that it's going to be Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton at Mania for the title. And somebody reposted yes. an old somebody reposted an old WWE.com link of Randy Orton suspended for sixty days. And like the way it popped up on Facebook, I was like, "Oh shit, not again!" That would be funny as fuck. Like Jesus Christ, <laughs> he gets you can't keep it together for thirty days, Randy. Really, really? God damn it, Orton, you son of a bitch! You know what? Fuck it. My prediction is after WrestleMania on WWE.com, it will say Randy Orton has been suspended for six months. Oh, why? Oh. What do you think? Why? Do, yeah, why do you fucking think that's happened? Oh my god, friggin' Randy Orton, man! That he's cleaned up his act, though. We talked about we talked about this on the show last week, but were you a fan of him winning the Rumble? In that in that circumstance, when it was down to him and Roman, yes. You realize that's the only reason they sent that schmuck out there, right? Just so we wouldn't boo when. When Randy won, I, I guess if you look no, at it's like, like that, it's, it's evil genius. They knew, they knew nobody really. <clears throat> would be this. They knew nobody would be happy about this decision, especially it's evil genius. When the internet was was asking for Samoa Joe, so what does Vince do? He gives us a Samoan whose real name is Joe. Joe Anawahi, I believe. Are you are you not entertained? No. Oh my God! You should. I wish we'd have been filming, but dear God, your face when number yeah. thirty came out—that was like the one time we should have been recording live stream. You and did get said, no. You did get. I was about to dead ass look at you. Like, watch, it's gonna be Roman, and the music hits, and just be him, and you just be strangling me to death. You son of a bitch! You did this! You did this! You son of a bitch! <laughs> oh God! Let's relive it. God. Yeah, that. Oh my God. You could have just kicked each and every one of us in the nuts at that point because have you seen these reaction videos of people in bars? Dude, that, all those reaction videos, the compilation I saw was like one back to back to back. There was one that was live in the arena. Yeah. And as soon as Roman's music hit, he went from really happy to like so sad. It's like, hello, darkness, smile. My old friend. <laughs> I've come he's just to looking at the ramp like, he's like, no. Oh, God. There's this one guy that's just like, are no, you fucking kidding me? They did it again. The... They did it again. Yeah, you, then you got those retards of like, they just did it again. They ruined the rumble again. Okay. This rumble that's was ruined. And that's but the, the, it wasn't ruined. It was just boring. The one yeah. in 2015... The one that Roman won, that was a horrible rumble. Oh God. Don't not do not make me relive the 2015. They're going back next year. Oh god, they're going back. Oh yeah, they're going back to Philly next year. So I might actually be able to go there because my mom lives out there now. But Jesus Christ. <laughs> you think one? Roman you Reigns know. Just, your face would be like, no, no. You know, I like to imagine that when they get to the end of every Rumble, because it's to my knowledge that Triple H, Stephanie, and Vince, some combination of those three, are at all the major pay-per-views, at least all the major ones. 
I like to imagine. Yeah, I'd like to imagine that like Vince says to Hunter, "All right, be outside with the engine running because good God, as soon as number thirty hits, we are gonna get." <laughs> He's like, be out there with like motherfuckers. It's like the getaway car after robbing a bank. Like, let's fucking go. Like, just like get, just get the engine running. Get us out of here. So the minute number thirty hits, they are gonna lynch us. Jesus Christ! Like, oh no, no. Stephanie is the one in the getaway car. Oh my God! She's like, get us the fuck out of here. Get in the car, honey. Get in the car. Okay, Stephanie, get in the car. I didn't think they'd hate Roman winning. Uh, what are you kidding? Roman running is the best idea ever. Uh, I uh, love you me. You know what Triple H's reaction would be once he gets in the car? Your dad's a fucking moron. <laughs> Your dad is a fucking moron. We gotta send him to the home for crazy rich motherfuckers. I can't wait till he's dead and then I can fire that fuck Kevin Dunn. <laughs> Kevin Dunn. <laughs> Why do people hate Kevin Dunn so much? He's a cancer to wrestling. That's what Jim Cornette has said. I believe no, I believe what Jim Cornette has said, that bucktooth beaver, that beaver bucktooth piece of shit or something some combination variant of that. Yeah. Oh my god, but do you just think like the past rumble endings with the exception of maybe last year's which was tolerable and this last year, last year was Okay, last year's rumble was good. Yeah. It it, it kind of goes in there in one of my favorites. Yeah, that was a good one. It, 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 honestly, that Rumble is honestly just worth it just to see AJ Styles debut. That, ma- that made up for the two Rumbles before that. That that moment was so awesome. I will always remember just us marking out like crazy because it's like, wait, whose music is that? Whose music is that? And then it's like, it's AJ Styles! Oh my god, that was, uh, that was so awesome. What do you think the plan is for AJ going forward? To fight Shane McMahon at WrestleMania? Are you looking forward to that? It's an easy win for AJ Styles. It's an easy win for him. Like, honestly, I mean, for God's sakes, if they have Shane go over, you might as well just send the fucker back to New Japan at this point. Oh God, you you might as well at this point because I'm just like, like, hey, like, thank you for showing up for a year. You held the WWE title, but um, yeah, you're gonna lose to my son. <laughs> the fuck, you call me the guy from Atlanta, and now you want me to put over your son? Yeah, let's go, Nakamura. Let's go back. Get over here, you guy from Atlanta. And it's like he's like, God damn it, I'm leaving and I'm taking my two bald friends with me. They're champions. Then fuck it, I'm taking the revival with me. <laughs> They're champions. Well, <laughs> They're fuck it, then I'm, fuck it, then I'll take the revival with me. Only one of them's bald. Fuck it, the one with the hair. Get over here. I'll shave that shit myself. Let me go have another. Let me let me have a seven star match with Kenny Mega over there. Oh God. Kenny. <laughs> I am so happy that the whole Rumble season is over because there's no more speculation about that Yahoo debuting anymore. But now it's WrestleMania season, and this is when everybody's like, "Oh, I want to see this guy versus that guy." And then when when the when the when the full card is revealed to all of us, they're gonna be like, "Oh, it's gonna be." So whose house am I going over to? <laughs> oh my god! I, I ain't paying ten dollars a month for this shit. Yeah, it's like, it's, isn't that funny anymore? We don't have to say I ain't paying like 50 bucks or 60 bucks for this shit anymore. It's just like, I ain't paying the 10 bucks a month for this shit anymore. Yeah, and the people are still lazy and not doing it. It's 10 bucks a month, people. Oh my God, that is, that is a whole, that is a whole thing. It's insane to me because, because people, we don't look at these like pay-per-views anymore. They're not, are they, are they pay-per-views anymore? I still call them pay-per-views. 
because it's easy, but they're really special events. Does anybody listening still call them pay-per-views? Because they're not really pay-per-views if, anymore. Uh, well, if not, if not pay-per-views, what do you call them? Shit shows, waste of shit time. Shit. What do you call them? On-air abortions. <laughs> Fucking Henry, it's nine. 99. Oh god, that fucking remember that fucking 999 song? Remember the t-shirt they gave you if you signed up first? Oh god. That does anybody still have one of those 999 t-shirts? If anybody in the chat has a 999 shirt, post it in the page and then we'll ban you immediately. No, we won't. <laughs> oh my god. The the first contest, tell us what an Oni and a Lorkin was. The new GAWP contest. Tell us if you, if any of you have a 9.99 T-shirt, you can, you, we will shout you out on the show. We will give you a shout out. Some people call them pay-per-views. Uh, uh, Nova in the chat goes, shout out to you. She goes, they don't feel like pay-per-views. Exactly. No, they don't. They don't feel like pay-per-views. They don't. They really don't. What I find unbelievable. Shout about out to Nova. <laughs> shout out to Nova. Shout out to Nova. Yep, but for, but for real, it's time to, but now that we've gotten all that out of the way, let's get some nonsense out of the way, it's time to bring it down and get a little more serious because we have a very special guest on the show. Oh, and, if, do. and if he's ready to go, and if I'm looking at the Skype, I believe he is, it's time to welcome our welcome the first of our guests tonight. He is, if you have ever been to an indie show, you've probably had a wonderful conversation with this guy. His knowledge of wrestling is far spread, and he's simply one of the coolest guys to have a chat with ever. He's a creative, both on camera and behind the scenes. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the co-creator of the upcoming indie fed, Capital Wrestling. He is Matt Ryan. How are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing great. Jeez, that introduction. My family doesn't even talk about me that nicely. Jeez. Well, they well they should, damn it. <laughs> I'm, not disagree- I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, damn, you you laid that butter on thick, pal. <laughs> well, damn. come on. We're, we're, li- we're live, baby. We got to do it. I know. We're on the Facebook Live. People are... Um... I don't know if that's someone applauding or popcorn popping. Either way, I approve. Consider both. Consider both. Probably both. So you're you're doing good tonight, man? I'm just, I'm I'm literally watching Bob's Burgers in my pajamas. This is a, uh, (laughs) the perfect perfect way to spend the snowy day. I was watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia today. I can't get into that show. I I know a lot of people like it, but it's one of those. It's an acquired taste. You really got to have a, a big you, your your comedy palette. You have to really love just dark humor, and that show is nothing but dark humor. I, I do. Like, it just is. It's sometimes too over the plate and does not. It it sometimes feels too obvious to me and too ham handed. But yet again, people have seen what I've done in and around wrestling rings, and they can say the same thing about me. So to each their own. Oh my god! But like. But yeah, it's each their own on that one. So the last time we had you on was a while ago. We did an yeah. interview. I did an interview with you one-on-one outside of the Elks Lodge. It was the first interview I had ever done by myself without Mike or anybody present. It's still one of my favorite interviews I've ever done because you really know what you're talking about when it comes to 70s, 80s, like classic era wrestling. Like, did you watch that? Like, what was your experience like watching that generation of wrestling? Did you watch it like 
like after the fact or like and how did you watch it like what inspired you to start watching that stuff well i am a nerd um professional wrestling is my thing it's what i you know kind of obsess over some people obsess over television some people obsess over movies professional wrestling has been kind of my nerd thing outside of professional sports because those are the two things that i've done a lot of deep digging and you know collegiate level research on i started watching wrestling when i was one so i've been watching it for nearly, nearly three decades yeah got in early kids got in early and when I started watching, it was, you know, it was the early 90s. It was the end of the Hogan era, beginning of the Bret Hart era. And with that, I just fell into it. And what got me in love with the territories and a lot of old school wrestling was Andy Kaufman. Oh, God, uh, of course. I, I was sitting in a friend's house in Brooklyn. It was really late at night. And like it was a family and friends gathering at this woman's house. And the TV had Comedy Central on. And I'm from Hollywood, the Andy Kaufman pseudo-documentary about his run in Memphis and his entire, you know, wrestling career came on. And that's the first time I saw Jerry Lawler, the first time I've seen Lance Russell, Jimmy Hart in that role. Because Jimmy Hart in Memphis and in his brief stint in Georgia in the early 80s is... Kind of different than the Jimmy Hart we all know from the WWF and WCW. The mouth and of the just, South. Yes, it was, a, it was a little bit different. The character was a little different. There was no megaphone. There was no loud jackets. But it was, I just immediately fell in love with it. And ever since then, I've been digging as far back as I can, learning about the territories. Uh, I was heavy. I was not a tape trader. I did not come in at that time. Even though I have like 216 VHSs per my last count. Oh my years god! Ago. 200. So if you ever need to, if you ever need to make some money, just in case you have it, you have a something to put out. You see, I would say that, but the network kind of put a stop to all that because a lot of it's just like 98 Raws and Nitros and some Smackdowns and pay per views. Oh, no one's Michael, gonna really want to buy a VHS dub of Breakdown. Oh, Michael, or, buy Michael, buy the copies of Nitro. I'll see what I have. I'd have to check. It's in an old like storage container somewhere in my house. Don't talk shit about my nitros. <laughs> uh, no, look, look, look. I was in. I was all in. Uh, WCW was kind of my bag for a while. It was WWF because I was from New York. WCW because, oh, Sting is awesome. And Hogan and Savage and all that came in. And then in 97, I wrote this on uh, the Capital Wrestling Medium about the first time I ever watched ECW. And at that point, I was all in with ECW, and I watched it religiously as much as I could for a kid who couldn't stay up till 1 in the morning when it was on MSG from 97 till the last pay-per-view in 2001. I would tape the TNN shows. I would try to watch as much as I could, and I was always keeping on top of the pay-per-views. So, Can I ask? Of course. I just got to ask, like, as somebody, I was born long after the original ECW folded. I was born, like, I was born, like, I was actually, I was only four years old when it folded in 2001. But, like, you I tell me, you. I, huh, what? I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Already, Already the heat. Already All right, dude, join the party. Everybody hates me. <laughs> but seriously, I got to ask, no, as don't. somebody who was in it at that point, what was it like being a part of the ECW fan base, the ECW like Zenith as it was happening? Because well, like 
People it's, talk it's about fun. it. People talk about it nowadays. If you go to any indie show worth a dime, you'll find somebody wearing an old school ECW t-shirt and they'll be like, man, you had to be there to get it. Like some people are talking about like the music of like the 80s or the 70s. You had to be there in order to get the music. Is it really one of those things with ECW? You had to be there to get it. A lot of my friends who were at shows and experienced that culture talk about it being like that. There's a lot of stories and it's just that culture at that time. I was really on the outside of it because all I really did was watch shows on TV. I really didn't get into the swing of it because my mother and uncle, the ones who took me to wrestling shows, did not want to take me to ECW shows. They were a little frightened uh, by that's doing that. That's understandable. Very yeah, understandable. Was, as a 12-year-old, as a not necessarily the best idea to like take, take your 11 or 12 son or nephew to the Elks Lodge and, weirdly enough, 10, 15 years later, I'm producing a show or performing there with guys who are in that company who performed in the big building next door. It's just like an odd little end around to you where got I am. To, you, got to, you got to do commentary with Joey Styles. What was that like? You know, as a kid who grew up as a nerd of radio and a nerd of commentary, Joey Styles was someone who I patterned a lot of my style from. And even though I'm not the play-by-play guy in a lot of places, most people know me from doing color commentary and being um, the acerbic heel announcer who you know tries to get the ire of people. The way you break down a match and you tell the story and break down the moves, a lot of that I got from Joey Styles. And as soon as I found out, like, hey, Joey Styles is going to do commentary on this show, uh, I immediately was surprised excited and just ready to ready to go and to have that opportunity to call two really good matches two very good matches with joey styles is something that will i will hang my hat on for the rest of my career and being able to interact with him and we talked a little bit after the show i had to leave for something but being able to text with joey styles and get that vote of confidence from a guy who basically was the inspiration for a lot of my pre-Shapiro a lot of my announcing work outside of wrestling in general uh, is based on Joey Styles and to have that opportunity was pretty amazing and to have that and to have that opportunity was something that I'll carry with me till I get kicked out of the business eventually because that's probably what's going to happen dude you're too damn good at what you do yeah uh I could, we could already tell Styles was a big influence on you, but was there anybody else that you kind of used your style for? Like anybody back in the day, they, like what made your character now? Oh, there's a there is a bunch. Oh, the Shapiro character. There's a lot um, to it, mainly uh, guys like to the anger and the frustration and the yelling and the near sociopathy comes from my comedic influences. Guys like Charlin and Bill Hicks, who, who mm. at and like the Opie and Anthony show in the row because I got heavy into comedy when I was in junior high school. Feminine was held like a therapist's best customer heading into that. <laughs> but uh, 
learning just watching tape and watching stuff because I wasn't a tape trader. I didn't get into all of that, as I said earlier, but I was on XWT and PWT and being able to watch old episodes of Mid-Atlantic or World Class and learn about guys like Gary Hart and Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan had a huge influence on me was, all the way up till say, now. Well, him and a, a lot of people take influence from Heenan. He is one of the best. Yeah. He if not the best, if not the best. Yeah. He, he, him and Paul Heyman and Jim Cornette, like, rotate in the one spot for me. But oh, Gary oh, Hart's yeah. a guy that crazy. Like, underappreciated. But, yeah, so you yeah, are. Yeah, but Gary Hart's a guy that's underappreciated, in my opinion. So, clearly, yeah, you I are a internet huge... So clearly you're a huge fan of 70s and 80s wrestling. So if you don't mind, I have some trivia questions. Would you mind? Uh, let's see if you could, Let's test your knowledge and see how much you actually know. Are you up for it? Yeah, why not? Let's see. If I fail, I fail. All right. Better let's... question is, does Ben know this? No, it's just, I have the answers with me. Uh, dude, that's why we're doing this. I'm getting an education right now. I dude, don't know you're shit. The, you're, dude, you're the same person that was like, who the Rock and Roll Express until you saw Tag Team Apocalypto? What, wait, what? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay, <laughs> this, is where, this is where he leaves. This is where he leaves and never My, sla- my, sla- my slap hand is tingling. My slap <laughs> hand is tingling. I knew next week, who, next week, Matt. I knew. I worked against the Rock and Roll Express. Didn't you choke one of them? I might have, yeah. I, I choked Ricky Morton. I know who <laughs> Rock and Roll Express are. I had just never seen them wrestle until Tag Team Apocalypto. I wonder if he's going to mention that in his Hall of Fame speech. I got choked out by this guy named Matthew Ryan Shapiro. <laughs> that would be, in, the, in the hierarchy of people he's worked against, I'm right below some guy in a random Georgia indie who just kind of showed up. <laughs> that's the, you know that's uh, how that story kind of went, but either way, let, let's let's play some trivia, boys. All right, I, I've taken these are not mine. I've crowd, I've sourced them from the internet. So if the questions themselves are awful, we'll we'll roll the dice and see what happens. So, so here's a question: At one point in the early '80s, the WWF not only tried to take over the territories, but they tried to take over the newsstands as well, like magazines and newspapers. What was the name? of the magazine they put out in an effort to take down the, the other mags and do a little extra business for themselves. It was a victory magazine. Correct. Damn. Good. So that was an easy one, but let's do this one. All right. Who managed Donnie and Johnny Fargo when they were Texas tag champions in 1976? Hmm. 1976, I think. Was it Gary Hart? I believe so. Huh. Unless I'm, yeah, unless the question itself is written wrong, but just the fact you could come up with a name at all is amazing to me. Like, you know those names so devoutly. Just clearly. Because there you know, were a lot of managers in Texas back then, so it would have had to have been Gary or... Uh, that that one's a, that one's an interesting one back in the seventies. That would have been fun. All right. Okay. This is a, this is a this is a fun one. Okay. What name did Cowboy Ron Reed take on later in the seventies when becoming one of the top heels in Florida? Hmm. 
play Ron Reed? Yeah. That's not the answer, but uh, just trying to get it. Seventies and Florida. Was it Ron Bass? Unfortunately, no. The answer was Buddy Colt. Fuck! I know Buddy Colt too. It's hey, okay. Look, it's okay. You, the it's fact that you know, I, I, you're the fact that you even know who Ron Reed is is astounding to me. No, so I know who Buddy Colt is. I, I don't know who Ron Reed is. I, I just, I know Buddy Colt is Buddy Colt. All right. He here's, was one of the finding guys that time period in Florida. All right. Here's another one. What Georgia wrestler used the Golden Squeeze as his finisher in the 70s? The Golden Squeeze, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to say Paul Ellering. Hmm. Paul Ellering. Let's take a look, and it is... You don't have the answers, do you? No, I have the answers. I just I think whoever wrote this one wrote it <laughs> He's looking them up as we speak. I am absolutely doing that because I am a hack and horrible at my job. Surprise, motherfucker. Oh, oh my God. But yeah. So uh, here's, a, here's a better one, and I think you'll actually get this one. What masked persona did Roddy Piper use in Los Angeles in 77 after losing a Loser Leaves Town match to Chavo Guerrero? I want to say it's Mr. RP. Oh, no, Mr. Canada. Mr. Canada. Uh, you are close. It is the masked Canadian. Ah, I just read his book. You were, you were close, though. You were very close. Yeah. It wasn't until like 20, it wasn't until like 30 some, 40 something years later that The Miz would rip that off. He did that like in 2010. He, he came back, he, lose, he lost a loser leaves WWE match. He came back as the Calgary Kid. So that obviously had an influence. The mass Canadian, the Calgary Kid. Well, well done, Miz. Well done, Miz. How good? Honestly, I was about your, to say that too. What's, what's like, like your. That thing they did on Raw. Yeah, that was a thing. Like, he came back for one night. Actually, Eugene, of all people, Nick Dinsmore came back for one, for like a one-off appearance to fight for his, to get another Raw contract. And like, they had him go up against the Calgary Kid, who after he won, took off his mask to reveal, oh, surprise, it's The Miz. He's back. And oh, shit. Oh. Miz is back in Pog form. Yeah, he was back. Well, like, what do you think of, what do you think of The Miz's run recently? Is that, do you, that, I, I think. I got a side note. Like, what do you think of it? I love the Mrs. Run right now. I think that his work with Maurice has been some of his best work of his career. Um, I was at the Survivor Series where he and The Rock faced uh, the uh, Miz and Truth, the awesome Truth. And he was really good then, but now he has become a top guy. Like, you look at the Mrs. She, Run. He basically and saved his career. I wouldn't say that. I think he's got a job forever, but I think that adding that element to him and being able to truly tap into that weird Eddie Gilbert dynamic that he has with his wife mm. and being able to be that carny, sleazy, chicken shit heel and use a lot of the elements that people naturally dislike him for. And watching him on Total Divas, like, I actually enjoy watching them. Like, I enjoy them as people. And being able to watch a guy who clearly loves professional wrestling and cares oh, about Miz. it. The Miz, totally. 
And I have one more. Well, I have actually a pretty good. This one is about, I believe, this one is a good trivia question. I think you'll like this one. What, this By one the way, is, Ben, I told you guys watch Total Divas. Get the fuck out of here. No men watch Total Divas. No men watch Total Divas. The, no, Matt, back me up here. Nobody watches. I'm going to make you watch that fucking I've, show. I've, gonna, me, and me, my, me and my girlfriend week. both watch Total Divas fairly regularly. Um, some of good? the episodes, some of the episodes featuring certain couples like Rusev and Lana, uh, Dean Ambrose and uh, Renee Young. Young, and you know Jimmy or Jay Uso and his wife, like those are fun. Like I can deal with those, but once you get into the other stuff, oh. unless it's got unless it's got the Funkman in it, I really don't want to watch it. Yeah, it, when it's, it's, it's for Marie, it gives me go away heat, and I pray for the fast forward button. Oh God! So here's here's Total something to take. Total awesome. Thumbs down. Total let's take. Uh, let's take. Here's another trivia question for you. What former manager coined the phrase "pencil neck geek"? That would be one classy, classy blessing. You're correct. Yeah. Does that? Do they get a prize now? Is that? Do uh, they get a pony. Winner gets no, a pony. Like, but like, just by watching all of that, just by watching you do all of that i it's clear you know a lot of this shit better than most do you like you got to take a strong amount of pride in having this just treasure trove of knowledge in your brain well it's just it's it's more due to obsession than anything else when you're a fan of something for the majority of your time on this planet it's going to get stuck in your head and when i've done quite a few research papers on the history of the business whether it be on television or just developing it and working in the role I am now, you've got to study. You can't just roll in and see what Jeff Hardy does on TV and say, I want to do that. You've got to learn the history. You've got to learn the little things. You need to know what has worked and what can work again because a lot of pro wrestling is cyclical. A lot of what we do, what we watch, it comes in cycles. Like You watch uh, SmackDown on Tuesday night, for instance, and that that uh, interview they did with Tom Phillips, Bree, uh, Nikki Bella, and Natalia. They did a lot of that stuff back in the 80s, especially uh, in world class in the lead-up to Ric Flair versus uh, Kerry Von Erich at the Texas Stadium. And you look at that stuff and you see the little elements, like the vignettes or the character and personality profile, stuff that we're going to do in Capital Wrestling. A lot of what we're building is to get over the characters Get over the stories. Get over the things that develop naturally week to week on our show and present these characters as personalities, as people. Flesh out what they're doing aside from the fact that they like doing headlocks and kicking people. Speaking and- of perfect segue, by the way, so the, one of the main things we brought you on to talk about is Capital Wrestling because – Oh, I thought it was my drinking <laughs> No, no. Listen, all of us have a drinking that too. problem, dude. Well, that too. But listen, everybody got a drinking problem, even if they don't want to admit it. But what we wanted to talk even to some you. people in the chat might have some. <laughs> we are here for you, and if you're gonna get drunk, listen to our podcast instead of going out. It's it's a much better alternative. But or want- do both. Or, or do, do both. both. So we wanted to ask you, what really was the inspiration for Capital Wrestling? Was it just to? Was it just born as a throwback to bygone? era of wrestling or what well capital wrestling started out as an idea me and my partner marcus dowling talked about nearly three years ago and we were talking online just about the way wrestling is presented and the way independent wrestling is being viewed right now and just the nature of the business as we headed into 
you know, 2015, 2016, etc. And we just thought, why not try a classic style product using modern characters, modern ideas, and use a lot of the old school aesthetic, a lot of the old school ideologies of wrestling and the storytelling and bring that back into, you know, it's pro wrestling, it's classic pro wrestling for the modern age. That's what we wanted to do from the beginning. And both of us have a lot of projects we work on. Uh, at the time, I was currently going to NYU, so most of my time was split between working, classes, shows. You know, you have to judge, uh, juggle a relationship, dogs, and all that other stuff. You got It's like juggling chainsaws. But <laughs> you can't around- do it. You can do it, but you're, you're going to get hurt on the process. You're going to lose a limb. But around Christmas time, maybe a little before that, uh, I was watching Knoxville Wrestling from 1972. It was like Joey Cadena's All Star Wrestling, and you can find it. You can find this clip on YouTube, and it's like Jerry Lawler's first heel run. There's a lot of interesting stuff on there, and just the way they shot TV it was just interesting to see something from nearly 50 years ago. And we were sit- I was sitting at my desk. I sent it to my partner, and there's this guy named Ron Wright. And if you watch Smoky Mountain Wrestling or if you watched a lot of Continental or Southeastern Wrestling in the you know Eastern Tennessee, Knoxville, Chattanooga area, Ron Wright was one of the heels. He was one of the guys that you thought of when you thought of a Just an asshole. He was the top heel for a very long time. Portraying the perfect asshole is an art that's sadly lost on a lot of people. It's a lot harder to play an asshole than you might think. And with that, in the segment, Ron Wright's cutting a promo, and he's got heat with this referee because of something that happened the night before. And it leads to the referee challenging Ron Wright to a match that night at whatever town they're running. And not only does Ron Wright get completely shocked, appalled, and aggravated, he bitch slaps the referee and runs away. Oh. And we immediately were like, this is what we would want Capital Wrestling to be. Speaking of, how do, you come up with the, how do you come up with the name? Why Capital Wrestling? Well, Marcus is from my co my creator, Marcus Dallas, from the Washington, D.C. area. I'm from New York City. And we immediately thought like that was the name of the old loop. That was the name of – it was Capital Wrestling Corporation. Why not incorporate that, incorporate some of the nostalgia and pay homage to the professional wrestling that really created what we're watching today? And a lot of that old-school New York-style wrestling, we're not going to do a lot of the Bruno San Martino holds onto the title for eight years. Our influences are obviously a little more southern, a little more, I would say, story-based and not just you know putting over the big major muscle mans, but – Vince McMahon and his big sweaty man. Well, it's not just that, but there's a lot that goes into it that New York City wrestling, the New York style of wrestling compared to wrestling you would get in the Carolinas or in San Francisco or in Dallas. It's just different styles and different philosophies. What would you describe as the main difference between the two? Between uh, Southern wrestling and New York? It's little less dependent. It's a lot more based on heat. Southern wrestling's based on heat. Getting the bad guy to the point to where you need to see him get killed in the ring. Yeah. And in like and the in the, against the yes, the Freebirds and Von Erichs. Um Dean Malenko's dad once got beaten with a baseball bat at a show. Uh Nick Bockwinkle in Minnesota in Chicago actually, he and Bobby Heenan got shot at by a fan in the crowd. 
There what? are stories like Oh my yeah. fucking god. Jesus Christ. Because they pulled because he held the because Heenan held the foot down. You know that and ain't on the that ain't on the network. <laughs> it was a house it was a house show. But I want to see something get shot on the network. He, no one shot. He, they shot into the. He, they missed. They missed. They they didn't Hopefully. even. Break. Yeah, but with this, the it's just a lot more heat based and story based. A lot of the northern wrestling was predicated about you know squash matches, superstars, and the next opponent for the top guy. All right. That so that's not necessarily what we're doing. Yeah. Like- so. Yeah. We have a we have a few questions for you here. Okay. Talking about we have so we have, when we announced the guests for the show, we actually got a few questions for you specifically directed towards you. So would you mind answering some fan questions? No, that's more than fine. I, uh, any and every question people have about Capital Wrestling or me in general, I'll be more than happy to answer. All right, we have two really nice ones right here. This one is from Cartier Alonzo. She she asks that she has a question for Matthew Matt Ryan. What does the future hold for women's wrestling in capital wrestling? Is there a place for the female competitor in capital wrestling? Well, there's, there's always a f- place for female competitors and female competition in capital wrestling or in any wrestling company. Um, right now, I feel like the women's wrestling industry is at a bit of a glut. How so? And, well, you see women's wrestling everywhere. And if we're going to do women's wrestling, we're not going to do it just to do it, we're going to do it the right way, and we're going to bring in these characters and these personalities in a way that would help define a core part of our product instead of just saying, hey, here's some things with vaginas. Go <laughs> wrestle. <laughs> here's some things with vaginas. Hey, Smoke weed every day. Vagina? Come in here. Oh, my God. God. And it's not like trying to come across as sexist or say that women's wrestling doesn't matter. I, I've i called some Women of Honor matches. I've called women's matches in House of Glory. I've produced women's matches in 2KW. I am a fan of women's wrestling, and I see women's wrestling as a huge component of what the business is looking like. But if it can't be something that is highlighted, it's going to you know just get lost in the shuffle because – we don't have a spot for it right now. It's going to happen. We have plans for it. But right now, you know, we have Colossal Mike Law, the intergender world champion of the known universe. So whatever comes from that, we may not know. But, hey, stay tuned. Follow us on the Twitter machine. Never know what will happen. Thank you, Cartier, for that question. Thank you for answering. And finally, we have a question from uh, – he's a frequent commenter on a lot of our posts, but it's Jason Bob 87 Got to love that name. And uh, that is he has to you. Shout out. And we have a few questions here. Um, it's for hmm. who picked out the theme song for the trust? Did you have anything to do with that? That was my idea. Really? Uh, I, yeah, I picked out the song. Uh, we were just running through. I was just trying to find something that would fit. And it's New York City. We are. Um, trying to be badasses, and when you hear that song, you immediately get that whole vibe. You get, it's just, it fits everything we're doing. It kind of creates a nice little ambiance for our entrance, and just, it fits what we were trying to do. And it was just a happy accident that I was just running. I had the royalty mixtape, I had it when it came out, and that song was stuck in my head, and I was like, 
Ben, Bun B and Childish Gambino. Let's play this. Let's see what works. All of us agreed to it, and it's been there for over a year now. It's stuck, and, and it's, it's just it, it completely fits what we were doing. All right, and so uh, he had asked a few things, but I think uh, to bring it back to Capital Wrestling, uh, Jason Bob eighty seven asks, "How is the donation system progressing so far for Capital Wrestling?" You know it. It's progressing really well. Uh, we have a Patreon system, uh, patreon.com slash capital wrestling. And we're not just doing this to say, hey, we want your money. We need your money. Give us free money. No, we're giving people the opportunity to get content from us that you wouldn't be able to get normally, whether it's a T-shirt, whether it's merchandise, whether it's downloadable episodes of episodes of capital wrestling and special episodes a podcast. Me and Marcus are going to be doing a monthly podcast about the episodes you just watched on Capital Wrestling or just what goes on behind running a wrestling company. I know AEW does something exactly like that, but we want to do it just you know to let people in, let our audience in on what this company entails and what the work of it is. The amount of hours every day I'm staring at spreadsheets trying to make all of this make sense. You know what a profit and loss statement is, and why I want to punch my monitor some days of the week. But it's <laughs> it's about giving like access. It's all about giving access to the audience. It's all about you guys who pay your money to support our company to let you understand the process or give you guys things that you normally wouldn't get. So, like for from one dollar to eighty dollars, we give you a litany of options. You pay once a month. Hell, if you donate, you get tick. You get the opportunity to get tickets to our show. You get to sit in the pews. Literally, we have at Cathedral Hall church pews that we're going to be using for a lot of our seating. So we're trying to create a unique environment and create opportunities for people who want to support Capital Wrestling, whether you want to be fans, patrons, believers, whatever you want to consider yourselves. Capital Wrestling is a place where we want the experience. Not only the experience in Cathedral Hall on March 25th or in every show thereafter, but watching us at on at your home, on your mobile, your experience dealing with people like me, Marcus, or the rest of our team. We want the entire experience of being a part of Capital Wrestling to be something you keep coming back for. And weirdly enough, Steve Jobs is kind of an inspiration to me and Marcus because he said it was always about the user's experience. And that's what we believe in. That's what our company believes in. It's in the fan and audience experience. These are the people that keep our company running. These are the people that support us. And if we can create options for them to get special episodes, because if you pay a certain amount, not only do you get the four episodes of Capital Wrestling every month, but you get a fifth episode for patrons that nobody else is going to get access to. So that's something where, hey, you want to watch Capital Wrestling? You want to own it? You want to have a piece of it? There it is right there. And if you want to buy an ad, because it's 30-minute television, we're doing it like old-school territory television, and we're going to have sponsors. We're going to have commercial breaks. So for X amount of dollars a month, you can put 30 seconds of whatever you want. The General Admission Wrestling Podcast every Thursday night. Or you know what? I like the sound of that. Ben doesn't know jack shit about the Southern Wrestling. Yeah, something like that. We have an amazing video team like... Oh my god! Yeah, I'm just, I'm just spitballing. You know, I love you, kid. But it's more <laughs> with creating different options because I 
feel like a lot of people treat the wrestling business primarily how wrestling businesses are run is very static. It's all zeros and ones. It's all binary. And if we can open that up a little bit and create new ideas and try different things. If we succeed, awesome. If we fail, that's on us. We fucked up. It's on us. But give us a chance. That's all we ask is that you give us a chance. If you've seen any of our content, if you've seen any of our artwork, you know, we have an amazing art director who has designed so many amazing like we can't even release some of the stuff yet, but if you've seen our banners, if you've seen our logos, if you've seen any of the videos we've put out, the one that we put out for the Fella Twins yesterday with Sunny Kiss and Nyla Rose is probably one of my favorite ones we've put out there. And we've got a lot more in the works. We have a view from the Capitol, which is your daily event center. If you grew up watching the WWF or WCW and you saw those control or event centers, that's what a view from the Capitol is. And I think that creating content like that giving the audience access, and having some people say, hey, here's 10 bucks, here's a dollar. Hey, if you donate a dollar, that still means something. I will message you myself, I will email you myself and say thank you because that's what it means to me to have somebody donate their time, donate their money, donate what they believe in for something that we work so hard for every single day. That's, wow. Damn. Damn. Uh, I don't know how you're going to preach. preach, man. Preach. Oh my God. So but, we're um, going to start. Yeah. So, so Mike, you wanted to ask him something? Uh, yes, we have uh, one viewer question that's in the chat right now. Um, how do you like working with JD from New York on commentary? I like JD. JD's a good guy. Um, he's only called now three wrestling shows in his entire career, but – he works hard. He prepares really well. He's a guy that I, you know, I just, I enjoy him. You know, we're still getting the chemistry and the kinks kicked out. But if you uh, have seen any of Hog 6, uh, the most recent House of Glory event, and next week is uh, the House of Glory event at the NYC Arena. Come buy a shirt. Seriously, buy a damn t-shirt. Uh, buy I his like working stuff. With buy his stuff. Hashtag buy my stuff. Thank you. Random dinging, man. But <laughs> random dinging. That's our man. DJ. That's our DJ. <laughs> Trust me, it's best not to question it. It's best not yeah, to question yeah, what just, it does. Just ignore him. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there. But yeah, <laughs> I like working with JD. He's a good guy, and and you know, we're we're building our chemistry together, and you know, we've got nothing but compliments from people about our work. So. It's fun. I'm excited for next Saturday night. It's going to be a good time. A lot of great matches. Alberto, Del Patron, and Loki are going to pummel each other to death. But it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be fun. Oh, that's I, look, the, I'm, I'm, uh, that sounds like an amazing show. So, Mike, anything else you wanted to ask him? Anything from also, the chat? Also, one more question, and I'm kind of being told to ask you this, but what are your thoughts on the law, Ray Ramundo? I like Ray. Uh... <laughs> oh I, my think, God. I think that uh, Mr. Shapiro might be uh, uh, filing some copyright uh, infringement against him, but thank uh, you. Dealing with thank Ray, 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 Ray <laughs> deal, dealing with Ray has been a little bit uh, uh, of a you know it's been pleasurable. He's a good dude. Um, outside of him trying to steal belts from y'all, um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I like. I like that, that's Ray. all your I, fucking fault. <laughs> My fault? Oh, yeah, right. I lost. Yeah. Yeah. Worst curb stomp ever. 
you're talking the best curb stomp in wrestling history. Oh my god! But yeah, it's, you've you've enjoyed working with Ray. Yeah, Ray's a good dude. I have no problems with Ray. He's someone that I've come to know, and he treats the business with respect. He cares. He's passionate about pro wrestling, much like you guys are. All you guys are really passionate and care about pro wrestling, and it shows every time you guys do a show or we talk, you know, either online or at events. It's really awesome to see you guys care and to, you know, just know how much people love this industry and love this sport. You know, we do a lot to keep it going and to have the support of the fans and the people watching slash listening on Facebook Live. It's really cool. It's, you know, it's humbling for someone who was a fan and has, you know, never dreamed of being in pro wrestling and to talk to you guys and preach the ideas that I have is really, you know, it's pretty fucking cool. It is pretty fucking cool. And it was pretty fucking cool having you on the show, sir. But before we let you go, is there any social media you want to plug before we let you go? Where can people find information yeah. about uh, Capital Wrestling? All right, so the easy way to do this is go to facebook.com slash capital wrestling. There you'll be able to get tickets. You'll be able to get ways to help support capital wrestling. We have a t-shirt out from Cheap Pop Shop. There are friends down in Baltimore. Go to cheappopshop.com. That's C-H-E-A-P. P-O-P-S-H-O-P dot com. Get your shirt. It's only 20 bucks. It's an awesome ringer tee. I ordered one. You should order one as well. It's only $20. Like, what, what, the, what the fuck are you doing? And also, we have tickets on sale now. We have amazing ticket packages at Capital Live. That's C-A-P-I-T-O-L-L-I-V-E dot Eventbrite. And you spell bright, B-R-I-T-E. Com. We have trading card packages. We have t-shirt packages. We have limited edition artwork that will be on sale by Art by Earl. If you've been at a House of Glory show and you've seen his Cody Rhodes or Shinsuke Nakamura print. Oh, yeah. I have one of the, I have his Finn Balor print up on my wall. Yeah. Earl's an awesome dude. He designed some custom uh, merch for me that I'll be hoping to roll out after this line of t-shirts finds its way home to whoever wants to buy it. But... Get a ticket to Capital Wrestling live at Cathedral Hall. That is March 25th with a bell time of 7.30 p.m. in the heart of Jersey City in the shadow of New York City. A lot of people have messaged me, how the hell do you get to Jersey City? It's really simple. You take the PATH train. It costs the same as the subway. You get there. You walk a couple of blocks. You're right there at Cathedral Hall. It is a beautiful venue. If you've not seen any of our posts about it on our Facebook, facebook.com, slash capital wrestling you need to watch the videos or the photos we've shown you of cathedral hall it is probably the greatest venue for professional wrestling that no one has run in yet and i'm excited to put that show on tomorrow we will announce the third name in our three-way dance already we have two stars from ring of honor the pain train preston quinn who's competing this saturday in the top prospect tournament and former top prospect tournament uh nominee or combatant leon saint giovanni i've known lsg for years and being able to have him on our first show in our main event is awesome uh follow us on twitter at twitter.com slash capital wrestling leave off the last g for goodness and you know just support us go to patreon.com slash capital wrestling and for one dollar a month just one dollar a month you can help bring us to the next level and we are providing some awesome stuff for you to come down the pipeline but all of that stuff can be found at facebook.com slash capital wrestling 
Thank you guys so much for having us on. And also, if you are a professional wrestler or a commentator or an announcer or anything to do with on camera, we are having a seminar on March 25th from noon to 4 p.m. with Kevin Kelly of New Japan Pro Wrestling and Preston Quinn from Ring of Honor. Learn the training tools. Learn the tips to get into places like Ring of Honor. Learn how it is to be a broadcaster, not only for New Japan Pro Wrestling, but also for Ring of Honor and also for the WWE. Kevin Kelly has been at WrestleMania. He has hosted Raw. He has been one of the faces you've seen growing up from the Attitude Era and his information is invaluable the same thing with preston quinn over 50 years of experience between the two of them and you get that for only 75 dollars for more information email capital wrestling at gmail.com that is capital wrestling and don't spell it with an a it is an o capital wrestling at gmail.com my so yeah go follow go check out capital wrestling go support them it's shaping up to be something amazing so guys, we are going to take a very cool, we're going to take a commercial break, get our bearings, and we're going to be right back with Grim Toy Show, with Grim's Toy Show's uh, Tommy Salami. We'll be right back with him. But as far, as far as this is concerned, thank you so much for being on the show with us, man. It means a lot. Thanks, man. I'm glad to have it. Anytime you guys want me on, let me know. Thank you, boys. And come to the cathedral March 25th, Capital Wrestling. Take pro wrestling back for the people who want to watch it. Old school wrestling for the modern fan. Tickets only start at fifteen dollars. Get your ass to Jersey and support Capital. And if you see this man in these shows, buy his, his stuff. stuff. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Oh boy, what a sponsor! to bring you a special report. Giggity, giggity. Giggity, giggity. Stick around. Yo, my name is Little McNugget, and your bitch ass is listening to the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. Featuring Whole Milk Mike and Avenging Ben. They sound like Power Rangers. Anyway. Find General Admission Wrestling Podcast every Friday on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podtastic, and now available on TuneIn Radio every Friday night. Why go to a McDonald's when you could just listen to the General Admission Wrestling Podcast? 
also buy my mixtape Little Nugget Big Nugget on SoundCloud anyway follow the General Admission Wrestling Powcad on social media the Instagram and Twitter is at the G-A-W-P show that's at the G-A-W-P show their Facebook page is General Admission Wrestling Powcad and also Go fund Lorenz Dean for a new boxing ring. This is Little McNugget signing off. Pow Cat. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes, my cycle hums. Ready to race to you. These days are Hey, everybody. Happy Lorenz Dean here from Pro Wrestling Punchlines, and y'all listening to the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Boxing ring. So right, you can't be wrong. Rocking and rolling We now return you to your regularly scheduled podcast, already in progress. Yeah, that commercial isn't going to come back to bite me in the ass anytime soon. Come on. Oh, come on, Ben. Yeah, I suppose. But all of that aside, ladies and gentlemen, we have come from one guest to another. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next guest to the show. He, you, may, you can catch him on Grimm's Toy Show. He just recently had the wrestling spot of the goddamn month so far in 2017. There will be no topping this unless he dines away. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Proud member of Degeneration Fat, and he is a former uh, GTS heavyweight champion. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the king of salami style himself, Tommy Frickin' Salami. How are you doing, sir? What up, guys? Good to have you back, man. Good to have you back on the show. Okay. Glad let's, to be back. Let's, let's address the elephant in the room here. Hey, so don't be mean. Don't be mean, man. No, 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 no. God, just because of that, gotta call me an elephant, asshole. No, welcome back, Tommy. But let me talk to you about this fucking thing on Sunday that you guys are doing for Grimm's Toy Show. So it's called the Penetration Chamber, right? Oh Lord, yes. And it's actually out tomorrow. Is the first Penetration Chamber match: me versus Grimm versus Pete Corvus for the YouTube Wrestling Figures Heavyweight Championship. Am I getting a human? Am I getting a human centipede with you guys? I mean, it's the penetration chamber. Oh. I feel like I'm tuning in for a porno. No, it's not a porno. It is Grim's show version an elimination chamber. Fans are going to love it. That sounds absolutely disturbing. I'll tell you what, we're does. actually ex- we're. we're- we're experiencing a little bit of a technical hiccup, so if you could just hold on one sec. Okay. No problem. Echo, echo. Echo? Echo. Nope. Okay, we are back. Sorry about that, dude. But yeah, so what are we going to get from the penetration chamber? I mean, my mind can only cobble. So Grim's going to be bend over, and then Tommy's going to stick his head up his ass, and then Corvus is going to stick his head up his ass, and then 
Jay Evans is gonna stick his. <laughs> it's gonna go on for eternity. Oh my oh god. My. Okay, sorry, Tommy. Yeah, like I said, it's the Grim's Toy Show version of an Elimination Chamber. Um, I I qualified yesterday. Grim tried to says he qualified, but you know you you said spot of the year, and I pinned Landscaper, and Grim just kind of rolled on top of me. So he's gonna say you fucking killed qualified. him, by the way. I mean, it was for the a championship opportunity. What was I supposed to do? Not kill him. Hey, all is fair in love and wrestling. It was, it was friendly competition, though. Right. Friendly competition, yes. I didn't want to kill, you know, my poor friend Landscaper, who is now kind of a vegetable in a wheelchair. But he did win oh, our hardcore God. title today, even though he is a vegetable. So he's an awesome vegetable. But no comment. No comment. No comment. Listen. Hmm. Utter so, insanity. But it like, is utter insanity. Corbin so versus what? me versus Grim. Penetration chamber. I know you guys are a little weary about it. I promise you it's not a porno, and I promise you it's going to be exciting. Uh, we're, we're expecting that we, we don't expect anything less from the GTS crew. So Hashtag I, Tommy for the win. Hashtag Tommy for the win. Every day. Every day. But yeah, man, so like the last time we had you on the show, it was before the Regal Rumble. And ever since that time, it was revealed that you kind of got the shaft there during the Regal Rumble. What was up with that? It was your buddy Corvus, Ben. He's not my buddy. He's not my buddy either. He's your buddy. Me and no, Corvus is not my buddy. We solved a mystery together. That was it. Corvus, if you're in the chat, say something. Uh, he can kiss I, my ass. I don't think the Corvus is watching, but... He was, he was watching before. I'm not your friend, buddy! Oh, no. Exactly. I'm not your buddy, girl! He's not your oh, Lord. <laughs> Wait. I'm not your friend, buddy! I'm not your buddy, friend! He's not your friend, guy! I'm not your guy, buddy. I'm not your guy, buddy. For everybody that's tuning in live, this is the utter bullshit I deal with. Oh, God. No, that's everybody why I love loves the, the utter bullshit. Everybody loves the utter bullshit. And I love the DJ. Oh, my God. It's insanity. Utter insanity. But, yes. Before the Regal Rumble, it was revealed that my leg had healed. And, you know... The GTS roster didn't like that I was lying to them. And I picked my number for the Regal Rumble, but after I picked my number, I got attacked by that asshole Pete Corvus, and he duct taped me to my wheelchair in uh, Grim's mom's basement. So I wasn't allowed to enter the Regal Rumble. I got screwed. People are pissed. People were pissed. That was my Rumble to win. And now he's walking around with that damn title like he owns the thing. Yeah, and tomorrow in the penetration chamber, I'm going to rip that smirk off his face. So, Corvus, the the die has been cast, my friend. But like, if, you're, if to... you're watching live or you listen this, listen to this on the download, beware, beware. So, you were were you listening to the uh, earlier part of the show we had on Matt Matt Ryan? I was. What did you think of uh, the previous segment? It was awesome. You know. I 
know of him. I've seen him, you know, managing people before and stuff. I like him. I like his character. And I've been enjoying his commentary with another YouTuber I watch, uh, JD from New York. They have been doing commentary, I believe, for House of Glory recently. And it's been a pretty awesome team. Uh, that the, he, he does great work. And once again, it was a complete honor having him on. But as far as talking to you is concerned, I got us last time we had you on, we already covered all the bells and whistles about how you met Grimm, how you got onto the show and all of that stuff. But so in order to keep things interesting, we're just going to talk to you about what's going on in the world of wrestling right now. Sound good to you? Sounds good to me. I predicted the Royal Rumble correctly the last time you spoke to me. You did. Oh, my God. You actually... We laughed. We all laughed. And yet, you were just like, y'all laughed at me. Y'all laughed at me. Well, who's laughing now? <laughs> exactly. Y'all laughed at the fat man, huh? Y'all laughed at him, but look who's laughing now, motherfucker. Yes, I thought I was happy that I predicted it. Oh, last time, that's the last time I ever go against a report from Dave Meltzer. <laughs> He's right most of the time. Oh, we actually, actually, in the chat right now, we have we have a Grimm's Toy Show wrest, well, Grimm's Toy Show wrestler listening, Jason Callanan. That's Jay Evans. Jay the Key Evans. Jay Evans uh, is listening to the show. Oh my God, pajama prick. Don't worry, Jay. I'm a prick. The former pajama prick. He's still a prick. <laughs> oh my god! A, I hate Tommy. Well, comment in the chat. Uh, from someone, Kevin Michael Murphy. What up, Kev? Oh my! Do you, oh, you know him? You know him? Kev's my best friend. Oh, that's that's a. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, were you a fan of how the Royal Rumble ended? Like, obviously not. Did you enjoy the show, the full show at all? The whole show was great. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much, AJ Styles and John Cena killed it. That was the best thing that night. Definitely. And the Rumble was paced very well. But how are you going to have, in the final 10 numbers, have Goldberg, Lesnar, Untaker come out before 30? And then you built all this anticipation for number 30, only to have it be Roman Reigns. That broke my spirit. Like, exactly. oh my god. I have no clue what in the fuck they were thinking. We mentioned this at the top of the show, but when he came out, Donna, 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 when he came out like that, he was just like, Roman Reigns, the guy with... Like he came out like that, and I was like, "You assholes, do not listen at all." You realize they were doing that to troll us. The first Define thing the assholes here. There's only one, oh. Vince McMahon. Because you know Triple H had nilch to do with that, right? You know that you realize they were trolling us. They had to have been. It was intentional because the first thing I said, and Mike can testify to this, the first thing I said after Roman Reigns came out. I got this wild grin on my face. I did my Vince McMahon voice, and I said, Well, y'all wanted a Samoan, right? Y'all want, wanted a Samoan, right? A Samoan you want a Samoan named Joe. named Joe. His real name is Joe Anawahi. Mm -hmm. oh! 
slap your knee. That, that's a knee slapper. Jesus Christ. I will say, though, Joe's debut the next night. Was awesome. It would have been, it it, been it wasted if he would have. It made up for it. It made up for it. And if he would have been number 30, it would have been a waste. Because having that, sh- you know, ha- I was excited for friggin' Seth Rollins and Triple H to beat the shit out of each other. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom, Samoa Joe. I marked out. I popped for that. And the it was such about- a better debut. What do you think? Where is your head at with the whole Seth Rollins knee injury thing? Because I've been hearing he's out for a good chunk of the time, but I hear like it is possible for him to make it back before Mania. Hey, what happened? Yeah, what happened to his knee? But like, yeah, what do you, what do you think? Where's your head at with that? Do you think Seth will make it back in time for Mania? Even if he does, is it smart to put him in the ring with Triple H on the no. biggest stage of them all, freshly healed? No. Nope. If you're gonna have him come out at Mania, what I would do is have Triple H come out in the ring, do his big I am the big swinging dick speech. I have my big nose and hot ass What? I'm the big swinging that's the expression. I'm the big swinging dick now and like blah blah blah. I'm Triple H biggest WrestleMania. And then have Seth Rollins come out of nowhere, get into a fight with him. It's not gonna be a match yet. Have a quick pull apart brawl and say, "I'll see you when I'm good and healed," and and then you continue the feud without having Seth go through the laborious match. That's just what I'm thinking. Yeah, I, I think say, the last I, I say at least, Go ahead. I would I would say at least gimmick this match like to the fucking like roof because if if they if they really want to do this Rollins Triple H thing now instead of holding it off another six months for SummerSlam. They need to make this like a no DQ, false count anywhere match. That way, Rollins and Triple H could get away with all the hardcore bullshit. But my personal feeling is have somebody else face Triple H. Because if Rollins is cleared by WrestleMania, there's, there's really a high percentage of him getting hurt again during that match. He's going to make it worse for himself, and then we're going to be, oh, he's going to be out for two years. It's like, we're fucked. Yeah, like when I when I saw that, I was just like, "Fuck, two years in a row." What did Seth Rollins do to piss off the gods to have this happen twice? He's an he atheist. Decided to turn when he decided to turn his body when Joe put him in a rear naked choke like an idiot. Oh, that was I. I noticed as he was doing that, I'm like, shouldn't he be facing the other way for that? And like, you can the see him. I saw them talking to each other like when it was happening live, and I, I'm like, hmm, I wonder what they're talking about. It's like, are you okay? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's like it's it's funny. You have to laugh at it. Like Samoa Joe's like, are you okay? And Seth is like, God I damn it, so. I fucking hope so. Like this sucks balls. Yeah, it sucks balls for him because like the the amount of work he had to do to get back in the ring before Extreme Rules was insane because I'm just like, I got to ask you, do you think if he comes back and he gets injured again, do you think it's over for him? Uh, 100%. No, because here's the thing. We're talking about people with knee injuries. We have, we have a guy like Rey Mysterio whose entire career is predicated upon the fact that he's had a million knee surgeries. It's a running joke with that guy, and yet... Here he is still going strong at this stage in his life. Like, my thing is, this is something they discussed on New Age Insiders. It's, one, it's a podcast I listen to. They said something akin to when Daniel Bryan came back that second time and he got hurt again, 
you knew it was over for him. You knew that the door was closing on Daniel Bryan. It's like because I, an, a neck injury to me is way worse than a knee injury. If Agreed. you with a knee injury, yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing you want to fuck with. But at the same time, it's it's like it, it's the worst thing you can get. But like with a knee injury, it's nothing you want to fuck with. But with a neck injury, you fuck up your neck. That's everything. You fuck up your neck, just everything's fucked. Your leg, on the other hand, yeah, it's bad, but that can be rehabbed. There are surgeries for that kind of thing. If you fuck up a surgery on that part of your body, there's at least things that can be done. But, like, I don't think it's over for Seth Rollins, but I think he's definitely going to have to change how he wrestles, how he performs, and all of that if he's going to continue moving forward. Mm. Yeah. I just don't think he'll get many title opportunities, you know, getting... Because it's like kind of what happened with Bray Wyatt. Like, if Bray wins on Sunday, I'll be a little shocked because, you know, they pretty much have set, or, like, the reports have been, like, you know, he's another dude who's prone to injury. Like, his first title was the SmackDown Tag Team titles, and he only held them for a month. Barely. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, you know, because Bray, every time they were building him up, he got, I, I don't know, one time it was his ankle, maybe one time it was his knee or something. I don't remember. I, I think it might have been two ankle injuries, but, you know, He's had to work his ass off to prove, like, hey, um, you could put the title on me, you know, and if he wins on Sunday, which is kind of what they've been reporting, I'll be a little shocked because it's WWE has come around to, like, okay, we're going to trust you, you know, don't drop the ball. And I feel like that might be the issue with Seth Rollins. Like, it might take them a while to trust him and giving him not not a big storyline, but a title that he can carry, hoping that he doesn't injure his knee again. I I am along the same line of thinking because, like, that's a dude. Seth Rollins is one of those guys who you really need to corral if he starts doing stupid shit. He, like, you like, really need like, to Almost start. like a Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan did a bunch of risky shit. That's why he kept messing up his neck. Seth Rollins yeah. does a bunch of risky shit. That's why he's going to mess up his knee. Every time he goes for the springboard knee, I cringe. Yes, every time. Yeah. And every he, time he, 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 that, he needs to change his style like once he's Every time he does that running power slam shit he does, I'm literally holding my fingers like please don't break, please don't break, please don't break. Like when he lifted up fucking Roman Reigns or Kane, like or anybody, I'm just like, "Oh god, please, please don't let your like like please don't let that happen again." Cuz of like if you see that clip of him getting hurt at that house show, it's just like boom. There was a knee there, and then there was not. <laughs> and it was like, it was such a simple move. It was a sunset flip. You know what I'm saying? It's like one of the. It's an easy move, to my knowledge, for most people to handle. And yet, like, oh my god, it's so painful to watch that because you can you can read on his face. He's just like, fuck. There goes like a year of work down the tubes. Freak accidents happen. I mean, uh, what? A couple of weeks before Seth re-injured his knee, didn't Darren Young break his arm uh, before? Oh, he did God, yes. I saw that. Arms are not supposed to fucking bend like that. That shit looked like spaghetti. Yeah. What's the worst wrestling injury you've ever seen? Because for me personally, oh my God, that's not only that is not only one of the worst wrestling injuries. That's one of the worst sports injuries ever. I've gotten to a point where I've seen it so many times. Like the first time I watched it, I was horrified, but now, like every time I watch it, I just laugh. I don't know why. I just got. I've just gotten so fucking used to it. That's fucked up. The worst wrestling injury. Oh, hi. The worst wrestling injury I've ever seen was what happened to fucking Joey Mercury at Armageddon. 
Just the last. Uh, that's another. Oh, when, his, when, his, when his face exploded. Like literally, we talked about this on our uh, on our throwback. Royal Rumble on our throwback episode, and like, but we if you for those of you who don't remember, I will give you the brief version. Hardys uh, jump onto ladders. Ladders are supposed to kayfabe hit Joey Mercury and Johnny Nitro in the face. Ladder hits Johnny Nitro. He sells it properly, almost breaks his neck landing on the rope, I've heard. But Johnny Nitro still looks like Johnny Nitro, and he, he, sort of, he looks fine. Cut mm. to Joey Mercury, whose face looks like it's its time of the month. And mm. it looks like his eye is almost gone. Mm. When I saw that as a child, I legitimately got nauseous because I had never seen somebody jack their face jacked up like that before. Yeah. I remember watching that live, and I was legit just like, holy shit, they made legit contact. Dude is leaking. Dude was pouring fucking blood. Mm. Legit one of the worst things I've ever seen. But like One of, one of the worst things i ever seen. It's not really like, like a, the guy didn't break his arm or leg. It was Vader in Japan, and his fucking eye popped out. That and he popped it back in. He popped I've never seen that. Oh no, oh dude, the dude, fuck who's wrestling a guy? Punch, punch, like a, a strike lands the wrong way, out pops his eye, dude lifts up his eyelid, pops that shit back in, and finishes the match. I shit you not, this actually happened. <laughs> that pops that shit back in and finishes it was, the It was uh, Vader versus uh, Stan Hansen, I believe. You want to talk about, yeah, you want to talk about, like, Finn Balor being a trooper, like, popping his shoulder back in and finishing that fucking match with Seth? That was badass. Fucking Vader, like, popped his own eye back in and finished the match. What a fucking badass, man. Oh, my God. But, like, the point, when we're talking about Seth, we're talking about the current state of the current state of the main roster. Like, what have you been thinking? We, we asked you this last time, but... Seven months late. How how long has it been since the draft? Uh, about like seven, eight yeah. months. Seven, eight that. months or so. So, do you think that seven months later the draft has been for the better? I think not. I mean, I think so. It gave us exciting television, and it proved us that SmackDown can be better than Raw because it has been for seven months. It really has. stars. You know what I'm saying? I mean, not that AJ Styles isn't a top star, but you don't need the friggin' old timers to sell a show. SmackDown kills it every Tuesday with the roster that they have, and it's a much better product to me. I agree. Like, only occasionally has Raw ever beat SmackDown, and I think it's because something really cool happens in the last 20 or 10, 10 or 20 minutes. And that's of the, of the third it, fucking hour. Of the third fucking hour. First of all, three hours is way too goddamn long. That was something they should have fixed from day one. Get rid of that third hour. Like, if you're gonna have... The, what they should have done is they should have debuted the first episode of 205 Live as the third hour of Raw, then moved 205 Live to the network later, and but then when that third hour is gone now, they can justify it now strangely being missing. But God... Get rid of that third hour. It's make it's make it shit drags. Shit drags. Speaking of two hundred five live and the third hour, what I don't understand is a crowd will sit there for three boring, dragging hours of raw. Yes. But when the network cuts to the third hour on Tuesdays for two hundred five live, the arena is empty. It's the literally the best wrestling you're going to see that week, and you're going to leave. 
But you'll sit Did, the night before. Tommy, you'll sit Tommy, there for three hours. Hey, too much content. Too much content? It's just too much. Too much content. I just don't get it. People like the cruiserweights. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, I agree. Too, it is too much I content. Like, I like a few of them. Some of them are really dead on arrival for me, like fucking Toe Jam Perkins. <laughs> you don't um, like uh, TJ The problem Perkins? with the cruiserweight division is... Oh, oh my God. He's fucking boring. <laughs> Like, no, the best, character? the best cruiserweight right now, and you could tell, you could tell because the whole arena was going crazy for this motherfucker. That fatal five-way match was amazing, but when it got down to TJ Perkins and Jack Gallagher, the crowd was booing TJ Perkins because he is boring as fuck, and they He's were the Roman Reigns of the cruiserweight division, apparently. Basically, and they were cheering for Jack Gallagher, who's amazing. He should not like he. Sh- I'm looking forward to his match with Neville, absolutely. But they should not keep him in the cruiserweight division forever. He's, he's, like, he, he's probably gonna be. No, but like well, this is a guy you work. could you could give this guy the Intercontinental Championship or fuck just to be hilarious, give him the United States Championship. That would be amazing. Like this is a guy who well the fucker comes out with William the Third as trusty umbrella and does a top rope spot with the umbrella. I was dying. That was so awesome. Jack Gallagher is very entertaining, but I was very upset that my boy Tony Nese was not in that Fatal 5-Way because he got hurt. If he would have been in that Fatal 5-Way, I'm sure he would be your number one contender right now. Especially around this time, too. It sucks. Tony Nese on 205 Live or just in the Cruiserweight division, definitely my number one. You know, obviously, I'm not... um, I'm... Bipartisan about it because you know he's a New York native, but um, definitely a fan of Nice. Jack Gallagher is great, and now Tajiri is back, which is awesome. So Tajiri is gonna be my number three. Still using that green mist, and yeah, like I was, dude. You had to see. I was watching Two Hundred Five Live Tuesday, and I'm like screaming at the TV. I'm like, mist, 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 mist. God damn it, just do the mist. And then Brian Kendrick turned around. And he did it. I was so hyped. Oh my god, I completely. I marked out like crazy. That I, I, I caught a little bit of Tajiri at the end of his original run, and I've watched a lot of him. He's so good, man. I loved him in the Cruiserweight Classic. He was great. But by the way, speaking of Cruiserweights, one of the newest Cruiserweights debuted on Raw. Finally, by the way, Akira Tozawa. And he got, um, he got a really good reaction. What are you guys' thoughts of him? I'm the man. It, it, when you become when a when a Japanese man of any age decides to become a professional wrestler, is it just genetically dis, is there's just a genetic disposition that his top front teeth are going to become a bite guard? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something else, but thank God you said that. Yeah, but like Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, Hideo Itami. Um, well, think of the style that they wrestle. Yeah, but like all of them have like the bite guard, and I'm just thinking when you become when a Japanese man of any age decides to become a professional wrestler, do his teeth just sort of blorp into a ben. friggin' bite guard? You don't want to get punched in the face and lose teeth, man. It's strong style. I get by that. The, and by the way, Kurt Angle used to wear a mouth guard when he used to wrestle. Well, okay. later on with that. Really shitty. When he was when when WWE. when he did the whole wrestling machine gimmick. Oh yeah. Jesus Christ! Back in TNA when he was actually starting to grow hair again. <laughs> but um, 
Hey, also, to bring up something that happened on Raw, we finally got the main event announcement for WWE Fastlane. Don't talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about Kevin Owens losing the title. Universal Champion Kevin Owens defending against the man known as Goldberg. Boring! I take it that you're not particularly happy about this one. Okay, before we even talk about the match, can we talk about that fucking graphic that they immediately played? They dyed his his beard black. Yeah, and Kevin (laughs) Owens being the genius that he is called him out about it on Twitter. (laughs) Called his ass out about it, which was some of the funniest shit I have ever seen. Oh my God, Kevin Owens! And you know they're doing the exact they same thing. They dyed his beard black. <laughs> they dyed his beard. They're doing the exact same thing they did to CM Punk four years ago. They're jobbing him out to a legend at one of these shows to get the belt off him for Mania, and it's so fucking insulting. Thank you, Indy Darling, for holding the title for a few months. Now we need to give it to the big guys. So. Give it with, back. John, with John Cena taking it from AJ, it was understandable. That makes sense. That because makes it's, sense. John, it's John fucking Cena. You earned the right at that point. And listen, when he beat AJ, he beat him in convincing fashion. He hit him with enough AAs to put him to the, through the Earth's crust by that point. Exactly. He, he, it was a justifiable win, and AJ did not look like a slouch in defeat. Yeah. Goldberg is a guy who I understand the He's 50 years old. He's 50 years old. He's old as he's as old, nearly as old as my dad. I get why the guy is popular. The dude does the jackhammer. The dude does the spear, the blah, blah, blah. But I'm just like, you realize they've booked themselves into a really awkward corner here. And if you don't follow Not my really, no, they booked really. them, no, they've booked themselves into a serious plot hole here. And if you don't see it the same way I do, maybe you will after I, if I break it down here. All right. So, give you an explanation first. Okay. Goldberg versus Brockett Survivor Series. Goldberg bitches him out in less than two minutes and beats him for the gold. Okay. Yes. That match was less than the length of a fucking fart. Yep. The dude... Okay, so now you flash forward. Goldberg has to face Kevin Owens in presumably, presumably the main event of the final Raw pay-per-view before WrestleMania. Which makes sense. Which does make sense. Here's the thing. They want to have a match, right? This is going to be a match. And if this match goes beyond a minute and 24 seconds, WWE is basically telling us that, yes, Kevin Owens is tougher than Brock Lesnar because he didn't get bitched out in a minute and 26 seconds. Is that a bad thing? No, that's not a bad thing, but if you're building up Brock v. Goldberg 3, or 4, fuck it, it's 3, at WrestleMania, you want these two to look big and strong and whatever. The only way, the only way that they could book this right, and this is me doing my Adam Blompier for a second, so pardon me. The only way you could book, the only way you could book this correctly, in my opinion, is on the Raw before of Fastlane. You have Chris Jericho backstage like challenge Goldberg to a fight and then out of nowhere he like whacks him in the knee or something with like a lead pipe or a wrench or something 
and you send Goldberg into this match with a handicap. So that way it's understandable that Kevin Owens would be getting the better of him. Maybe Goldberg tries going for the jackhammer, but he can't quite lift him up. Maybe he goes for the spear, but he can't quite nail the spear. Like you create genuine tension because you've given him a legitimate handicap. That's just how I would do it. What do you think? It makes sense. But what's unfortunate is what you said. If the match was longer than a minute 27, then they're saying Kevin Owens is stronger than Brock Lesnar. And you know Which Vince McMahon isn't going to allow that. But Vince isn't going to allow it. So you realize how they've booked themselves into this awkward spot, right? Well, they booked themselves into the spot they wanted. It's not the spot we yeah. want. It's the spot they want. Ben, it's not, it's not even the situation that's awkward. It's what they want. Goldberg is the returning babyface who... Years ago, he was bashing the shit out of WWE, saying, I'm not going to work for Vince again. And little 2K get, throws some money at him, and he's like, oh, I want to go back to WWE. So he's back, and they give Kevin Owens the title, which everybody marked the fuck out for. Even I me, did, me too. I didn't think it would happen. But you, gotta, you guys got to admit, this run that Kevin Owens has had, the beginning of it, it sucked. But now oh. it's starting to pick up steam. And they're taking said, the belt off him. Yeah, but you know what? I understand what they're going for. They want to make the universal title the most... Like, obviously, Goldberg and Brock are main eventing WrestleMania. Bullshit. That's the only... Dude, that's the only match I see right now that's main eventing that show. And the best way to also elevate that fucking fruit, fruit roll-up <laughs> is to put it in the is to put it in the main event of WrestleMania. Now, what you do is obviously Brock is going to get his win back, and you give Brock the Universal Title. Goldberg goes away; he can go in the Hall of Fame next year. Then you get the situation of Brock holding a belt again. Then you can have him feud with Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Shinsuke, Roman Reigns. No, dude, I'm just giving suggestions. But what you're not that's what that's what they're gonna do. You're talking about Goldberg and Brock ending mania. You're sure you're not convinced it's not gonna be Undertaker and Roman Reigns? Shut up, dude. Can I fire you like right now? Just saying, oh, but you're you're describing a situation where a part timer holds the belt again, where the universal title isn't gonna be on Raw every week because Brock's not gonna be on Raw every week. You know, you never know. I'm 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 just saying. Oh, no, I'm, I, know, I know you're just saying, but that's what made, what, 2014 a shitty year for WWE because he was champ, right? Or yes. 2013, whatever year it was. And he only showed up, like, what, like 10 times that year? Yeah, it was just, it was annoying. Like, the title wasn't the prominent thing, in it, as it should be. Where, like, there was like a I said, string SmackDown of news where he just didn't show up. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But um, they don't, what WWE fails to realize is, like, didn't they say... When after Wrestle Kingdom, oh, this WrestleMania is me better than Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, bullshit. You're gonna give me Oldberg and Brock Lesnar as the main event, a match that we don't want to see. It's a match we didn't want to see at WrestleMania 20. It's a match we didn't want to see at Fantasy the Fantasy Warfare come to life for a third fucking time. Yeah, exactly. It's like once in a lifetime, Cena Rock. Meanwhile, it happened the same exact thing a year once later. Once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime. Literally the day after, we're doing this again. Fuck you! Fuck. Don't worry, they're gonna, don't worry, they're gonna do Cena and Rock again. Oh, oh god! Oh god! Don't Shoot. worry. 
Oh God, choke me with you know, with a oh God, choke me now, end me, hang me now. God, no. And I, as I agree, like they're doing the same thing to Owens that they did to Punk, but at least Rock was facing Cena, who was a guy that was there every week. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Like that in that aspect, I respect it. But oh, wait a minute, who's there? The... Oh God, I think somebody's here. Who's there? Open the door, Ben. Okay, open the door. Hello? Cookies? Who told you you can eat my cookies? Put that cookie down! Put that cookie down! Now! How did you know I was eating cookies? Who told you you can eat my cookies? cookies As I'm on this call. Who told you you can eat my cookies? Your mother. This is me, Arnold Schwarzenegger. First off, Arnold, welcome to the first ever live special. Yes! You know what? Fuck it. I'm not even going to acknowledge this bullshit. Who are you? Whoever's watching this for the first time ever is going to be so fucking confused. For those who don't know, the former governor, the current, the former governor of California, or is he still the governor? I forgot. No! No, he's not the governor anymore, but like the former governor of California and former hottest actor in Hollywood, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the governor has somehow taken it upon himself to cameo on our show. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, and, so Tommy, you have anything you want to ask uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger? What the fuck is going on here? Exactly. Uh, you, Why are you back? Like I'm wondering the, the same last time I was thing. on the show. Tell me, Arnie. You, you tell me, buddy. What's your real name? Tommy. Oh, God. This Terrific. Terrific. Hey, that's a great we fucking name. An hour Yummy. and 44 minutes in, and we've officially gone insane. Yummy. Yeah, it usually yeah. takes us a lot quicker than that. Yummy. Yeah. Our episode with Sean Walsh got crazier. Terrific. Oh, my God. It was a delight having on Sean, but then the fucking law shows up, and then sound effects start going crazy. And that's Dude, fun. don't mention the law right now, please. Exactly. Fuck Answer man. the question. Oh Fuck God! You want to go? Leave. Cookies? I leave. I got rid of you last time, bitch. Who told you you can eat my cookies? Your listen, mother. Arnold, listen, Arnold. Go on. <laughs> go on Twitter and go on a little tirade about Donald Trump or whoever the fuck you want to get mad about this week. Go. Go. Shut up. No, you fuck. shut up. You you shut the fuck up. Oh, you think I'm funny, it. huh? You think I'm funny? Yeah. The Super Bowl commercial sucked, by the way. Shut the up. Super- all the you Super Bowl are Stop supporting that stupid war app on my TV, bro. Get out of here. Come on. Don't bullshit me. All the Super Bowl commercials this year were shit. All right, all right. All right. Let's forget about little Arnold. Bullshit. But, um, yeah, fuck you too. Let's Shut up. Fuck Arnold, fuck Arnold let's, Schwarzenegger and fuck the New England Patriots. Bullshit. Let's do, let's do predictions for the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view this Sunday. By the way, everybody that's listening live, yes. There's another fucking pay-per-view. Actually, we have two shows we're going to be doing predictions for. Not only are we going to be doing predictions for Elimination Chamber, we're going to be doing some predictions for WCPW True Legacy, their uh, their iPay-per-view coming up this Saturday. Tommy, are, are, are you a fan of WCPW? Have you ever heard of them? I've heard of them. Can't say that I've watched I highly recommend. I highly recommend it because it's crazy good. But we'll we'll do the prediction. Better than raw. Better than raw. So join us now because uh, the three of us are now going to do predictions for Elimination Chamber 2017, aka holy shit, another fucking pay per view. I have shit to do Sunday nights. Stop producing this shit. <laughs> I'll be watching Grimm's Toy Show. 
Yeah, no, Grimm, that's what Grimm's I like. Grimm's Toy Show. I can watch like three episodes of that shit. In less I'd than rather watch the fucking Penetration Chamber than the Elimination Chamber at this point. Watch it tomorrow at five thirty. Okay, we'll, we'll certainly but, do. Um, let's go but, to yeah. the Elimination Chamber card. All right, we're going from top to bottom. Here we go. Luke Harper versus Randy Orton, a match I actually want to see because it'll be good. And a singles match for Ray Wyatt's hand in marriage or something. I don't know. Actually, no. But yeah, uh, I'm going with... Winner fucks Bray. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going with... I am going with Randy Orton because he just won the Rumble. It makes no sense for him to lose. But I, I see uh, Bray screwing Luke Harper uh, in order to give Randy the win. Also, people in the chat, play along too. Give us uh, your prediction. You can play the home version of the GAWP prediction show. But uh, Tommy, who do you say? Randy Orton. Uh, uh, Randy Orton as well. Oh, that's good. That's good. He, he just won the fucking Royal Rumble. Ooh. And fuck you, DJ. Oh my God. The DJ Next. Next up, the piss break. I know he is. Up next, the piss break match, and it ain't one of the women's matches. It's uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Apollo Crews, uh, formerly known as Uha Nation, and and uh, um, the man and the man who's going to do a good uh, lucha thing, uh, Kalisto. This is a triple threat or a handicap? No, it's a two-on-one handicap match. I say Dolph gets an assist from Kurt Hawkins. Kurt, why Kurt Hawkins? Because why the fuck not at this point? You have Apollo Snooze and Kalisto, who's not really a Mexican. Yeah, I'm going with Dolph as well. What do you think, Tommy? Um, I feel like somehow Dolph will win or it'll be a screwy finish with a DQ. But him saying Kurt Hawkins helping him is not too much of a stretch because Hawkins has like a major live event feud with Kalisto. So you think, mm. so who do you think? I think I, I I think no contest. I think it's gonna be a DQ. So I guess I guess Kalisto and Apollo Cruz. I think Dolph gets himself disqualified. Yeah, All and right. let's think about this too. Let's think about this as well. Two on one advantage, baby faces. Nah, they ain't gonna yeah. win. They ain't gonna yeah. win. Yeah, because they're and fucking losers. The chair comes into play again. One hundred percent. This is the loser match, by the way. This is just like Dolph Ziggler. The Should biggest loser fight? of 2016. Where's his Apollo loser? Where, where's the loser belt? Where's his loser belt? Where's Jimmy? Is Jimmy still here? He can fucking beat. Oh, wait, no. Who has the loser belt now? Um, fake Manambo. Fake Manambo. Unfortunately, Jimmy Controversy actually has the GTS belt, the belt that I held. You guys always think to Jimmy, in. by the way. We fucking love you. Congratulations to Jimmy Controversy. You crazy <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Up next, we have, uh, up next, it's Becky Lynch versus a psycho Mickey James in a one-on-one -on -one match. I'm going with Mickey James. Is he really a psycho at this point? Going with the milk. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> one? That's, Which milk? How could you say Becky Lynch is a... That's fucked up, but I'm going there, with... There's I'm some going weird with Mickey fucking James. people out there that think she's a milk. There's some sick people out there in a sick but yeah, I'm going with who are you guys going with? Mickey James. And Mike, what about you? I say. No, fuck it. Double count out. Nobody gets a win here. Wow, really? Okay. That, that way they save it for Mania. Alright, up next is the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship match. It's Alexa Bliss uh, defending her title against Naomi. Uh, I'm going with Alexa Bliss. 
Naomi. Naomi. Okay, well, so we have I'm the odd man out here. I do not think they are taking the belt off of Alexa just yet. Maybe to Naomi soon, but not this show. I feel like they're going to let Naomi win it, and then, like, that same week, Alexa's going to get the belt back, or, like, in a fatal four-way, like, Mickey's going to win it. Like, I don't know. I see something like that happening. All right. Up next, it's uh, the tag team turmoil match for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Talking about losers. Talking about losers. Talking about losers. Okay, we have the good tag team. It's American Alpha, Chad Gable, and Jason Jordan defending against and rapid fire here. Heath Slater and Rhino. Rizanga. Yeah. The Usos. Okay. The Ascension. Holy fucking shit, you guys are still employed. <laughs> and, oh, the VOD villains. Fuck you both. Who? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh my god. They're all a bunch of losers. These are... The, the Ascension it was a great team. They, and, and NXT... They unfortunately debuted them in like West Bumblefuck, Kentucky. They got no reaction, and you know West. it was a t- downhill uh, slide from there. I prefer you, e- I prefer East Bumblefuck to West Bumblefuck. Tommy, you know the Ascension is a fail when their first debut vignette is Road Warriors. You have nothing on us. Demolition, demolition. Who? It's like they're shut trying to the get fuck heat, though. Up. They were trying to get heat. You gotta be. You gotta understand that. And because the yeah, attention on my pick, by the NWO, APA, and the New Age Outlaws in one fell swoop. No, no, no. The old age outlaws. The old age outlaws. That's just because they didn't get the pop that they would have gotten in NXT. When they showed up randomly on one episode of NXT last year, they got a crazy pop, and they and the crowd fucking loved them because they are a great tag team. It's just another. Tag team WWE doesn't know what to do with. In addition, speaking of tag teams, I gotta ask. Probably not, considering what happened on NXT this week. They're probably going to be doing something with the Authors of Pain. But do you think the revival might show up? Yes. Mm, I think they'll see the revival for the night after Mania. So they have a team to debut. You know, there's only like about a month away, a month and some change. I think they'll wait. I say, yeah. I say bring I say bring them up now because what the fuck are you gonna do with the American Alpha for WrestleMania? Have them face the Vaud villains? No. Have them face Bazongo? Fuck that. Have them face the Usos? We've seen it. We've seen it a bunch of times already. The, I'm not even gonna attempt to name the Ascension. Oh Is that God. something, dude? It's like Ryback and Kalista over again from last year. You guys are gonna open the show when the fans are stuck getting their tickets scanned. Oh. But if the Ascension won, wouldn't you be shocked? It's shock value. I'll laugh my fucking ass off. That's what I'll do. <laughs> I'll, I'll be like, really? Really? I'll really? I'll really? You, I'll, I'll see you really? in TNA in six months. But for real, who do you guys see getting the do in this match? Because American Alpha. It's American Alpha. Alpha. The Ascension. Oh, well, okay. We're, you're Stop sticking, it, to, your, sticking to your sticking to your guns there, buddy. I respect that. Up next, it's uh, Nikki Bella going one on one with Natalia. Good God, this feud is still going. It's still good. Going. God, end it's it still now. Going. It's still That's going. The night match of the night. Uh, but the thing is, I actually Come did on, like. Tommy. There was a, they did do a pretty good spot on Talking Smack this week, where like she slammed Nikki Bella's head up into a glass table. Which was pretty the cool. The best part of that was Cena's reaction afterwards. 
Wait, what, what was his reaction? I didn't, I didn't catch it this week. They had Cena on as a guest after that quarrel, and they're yeah. like, uh, "Did you see what happened to your girlfriend?" He's like, uh, "No." So they showed the fucking replay, and he's like, "Oh, she got a good couple of shots in there," and then uh, and Natalia smashes her face on the glass, and he goes, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> what a no! He was just like, oh. he is. Such yeah. a, what, they're basically aware of the fact that John Cena is like the world's worst boyfriend. And, yeah. and they want to have them two team up in Mania? Okay. Okay, but like for the win, okay. I'm, for the win, I'm going with Nikki Bella. Nikki, Nikki Bella. Nikki Bella, clean sweep. All right. Oh, by the way, before we get to the final match of the night, uh, um, Tommy, I feel like we need to tell you somebody named uh, Cletus Bailey is watching. Oh, God. Brokeback Mountain? You, you know him? Yeah, I know Brokeback Mountain. What does he want? He commenting? Uh, uh, no, uh, he, he liked our page. He liked our page. Yeah, he liked our page. Um, the only thing that's really negative towards you is that um, Jay said that this podcast would be better with him on it instead of you. Yeah, of course. Jay, if you're listening, we, we want to have you on the show no matter what. Yeah, the key to garbage. You're the key, key to garbage. garbage. We would like the key on our show. How are you going to say that when I'm right here? No, sorry, Tom. You're objectively better than him. I'm just saying we're equal opportunists here. We don't positive people on the internet. Right. Now let's talk about this shitty fuck elimination chamber match that'll probably suck. This is like the only draw for this fucking show. So who are the six participants that have a chance to go to WrestleMania? Uh, John Cena is defending against AJ Styles. Yay. Dean Ambrose. Yay. The Miz. Yay! Okay. Oh, yeah. Baron Corbin. Super yay! And Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. Ooh, Tommy Salami. I will Tommy Salami, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the prize you shall find in your cereal box. I can help you save 10% by switching the guy code, Tommy. You want to see something scary? You want to see... Cletus as the YouTube wrestling figures heavyweight champion. Championship. Tommy, follow the buzzards. Rather rinse, fucking repeat. You can do, you can do a Bray Wyatt promo in your sleep. Just... Talk to this snow, wistful like this. I just took a shit in I my just, pants. I just took a shit, Tom. And let me tell you, this shit is as dark as the festering darkness in my soul. <laughs> Do me which I'll I Your Bray Wyatt impression sounds a little bit like Dusty Rhodes, though. Now, this is my Dusty Rhodes. Now, let me tell you something, baby. We got Thomas Salami from Grim Toy Show on this show, baby. I gotta tell you, I ain't never seen some wacky nonsense like I've seen on your show, man. This motherfucker takes the spot off a goddamn ladder, falls flat on this dude's fucking face. Man, you was just ridiculous. <laughs> you were one of the greatest <laughs> I ever seen. Oh, God, Thomas Salami, baby, when you, oh my God, if I was still around, baby, I would have loved to wrestle you. This is your American dream, Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's my music, baby. Let's do this. I'm gonna dance around in my polka dots. Where's my sapphire? Oh my god. 
my but enough God. Dis- enough disrespecting the so dead. So Dusty Rhodes is winning the WWE Championship this Sunday. Oh, God, I'm <laughs> disrespecting dead. This is a bit like, okay, I think Jason Malthov's his name. He does the Dusty Rhodes impression on, on New Age Insiders, the podcast, and it's, it's the funniest fucking shit. I'm full-on ripping this. That's my impression is my own, but this joke I'm about to do is his. He did this thing where he was talking about gold dust and stardust, which shows how long ago this was. And he said, yeah. God damn, he said, God damn it, I should have played some baseball with those whack, with those goddamn kids. Now they've grown up to be a pair of space cadets. <laughs> they've done grown up to be a pair of whack-ass space cadets. But enough disrespecting the dead. Guys, who do you think is going to win the chamber match? I'm going with Bray Wyatt. Bray. Um, I guess I'm going to go with Meltzer and say Bray Wyatt, right? <laughs> So of, all of, so, of all of, so of all of these matches are this is not a bad card. These are all great wrestlers, but it's just of, a waste of time. It really is. This could be this could be a SmackDown. This could be a SmackDown. Really, the, the only thing that's really of note is the Chamber match. You could have this tag team turmoil thing as the main event of a SmackDown. You could have the women's championship match as the main event of a SmackDown. None of this. It feels superfluous, dude. Know? The the best way to get ratings. Make the Elimination Chamber for your one of your SmackDowns coming up. Don't put it on Sunday. Put it on during the week. You want ratings so goddamn badly. Do that. See if it yeah. works. I completely agree. But like, so overall, Tommy, which of these matches are you looking forward to the most? Because I know Alexa Bliss and Naomi is going to be a really good match. That's always going to deliver. And I know American, the tag team turmoil match is going to be a spot fest, which will be fun. But really, we're all here for the chamber match. Shout out to Matt in the chat. He pointed out something uh, that I was actually thinking about. Three women matches on this fucking show. Usually we get one. Two max. That's actually pretty cool. We, how many of them are going to be so pre-show which matches? division has the better women's division? Yeah, it's, it's because it's it sure, as fuck, sure as fuck ain't raw. Sure as fuck oh, ain't raw. Lord. Get but, Oscar. Bring Oscar to raw. Do it now. Good God, have her <clears throat> save this division. Now, now, so, now. But unfortunately, if Oscar leaves NXT, NXT has no women's division. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, Nikki I do enough. not like Billy Kay. I do. I mean, I don't like. I'm not into Billy Kay. I'm not into Peyton Royce. I'm not into Liv Morgan. Sorry, not sorry. I like the the only two I like are Nikki Cross and Ember Moon. That's about it. That's, That's it. it. Exactly. That's it. They they they've signed some new women's wrestlers. Like they signed Kimberly, uh, Kimberly. Heidi Lovelace. Oh, people I like, but they're not on TV that much yet. And even if they are, I think they're they jobbing made their out. Debuts yet. They need they're, they're jobbing out. They finally just started. I think finally they just had Big Demo wrestle. I'm sorry, Killian Dan. No, it's Big Demo. I'm not calling him by that fucking retarded name that they gave him. <laughs> what? You're not a fan of Cassius Ono? Well, that's even worse. By the I way, love what Ono. a fucking waste of his return to NXT. Just a random NXT segment with Nakamura. How? How do you know how he feels? I was hurt too, and then Triple H told me to go back to the Indies. He won't tell you that though, because you're worth because you're worth a dime in this company. Because like you're Shinsuke Nakamura, and nobody can ever fucking take that away from you. Like a mouse. 
I got to say, though, it was really cool to see Bobby Roode win that NXT title. How good was Tommy, did you see NXT San Antonio? I did. That match was amazing. I got to say, and disagree with me if you're wrong, I thought Roode and Nakamura was way better than any of the... Bauer Joe. Boo! You suck! Any of the Bauer Joe matches, honestly. I thought that this match was amazing, and it told a great story. Because I don't it, to think me, so! This makes Shinsuke Nakamura way more interesting. He can be beaten. He can. I don't he was, think so. He was humbled. I, I think. What do you think of that, Tommy? The match was amazing. I like the point, like the storytelling of the match. If you if you could see it, was Nakamura in his mind had to hit his finish, but in having to hit his finish, he injured himself, and that's why he lost the title. Which is amazing storytelling. So the, the, the moral of this, so the story of this match is Nakamura is a fucking idiot. Smoke weed every day. Not that he's an idiot, was it's that, you know, even though he may or may not have had the match won in certain spots, in his mind, if he didn't hit the Kinshasa, such a hard word for me to say, he would, you know, if he didn't hit his move, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't good enough for him. And hitting the move on the outside, number one, injuring himself, hitting the move inside the ring with the bad knee, injuring himself even more... You know, it's, I agree. It's just, you know, it was good storytelling. And I mean, I thought the match was really well. I didn't, I, I'll be honest. I didn't know if Nakamura and Bobby Roode could put on a good match together. I didn't know how well they would gel, but it was a very good match. And I'm glad that the title is glorious. Glorious. No, you should have seen it. We were, uh, we were in the Legends Bar for that. And it was just a dozen drunk screaming Screaming chuckle nuts, just singing glorious. I think I saw it on Snapchat. No, there's some. I swear to God, I hope I. Can oh yeah, Tommy. There's some clip of me doing of dancing along to Shinsuke Nakamura's entrance. Yeah, what a retard you looked in the bar. Were you Were you drunk? No. No. That, that was him sober. <laughs> That's that me was him so- sober. You don't want to see me drunk. Oh my God, oh, I. Me, have... I'll send you pictures of what he looks like when he's drunk. No. No. no! No! <laughs> oh my god. Wait, Don't make not... me pull the pictures out, buddy. No, god, no. Oh my god. So, yeah, that's pretty much the state of things as far as that's concerned. But, yeah, Bobby Roode, current NXT champion. So, Tommy, we, we're, we're gearing up for to end the show. And before, but we, before we need wrap things up, we need to do these WCPW predictions. So, we're bringing in one more guy tonight to help us out with that because he does watch WCPW. This man has one or two things to say. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is with, with my dignity on the line that I introduce to you the final guest of our 20th, our 20th episode celebration. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ray Ray Mundo. Oh, God. Again. You're the one that wants to be on the fucking show, so shut, shut up. up. Shut up. Shut up. I just have to share this with that simple thing. That's a space that lost to a fucking Spider-Man. Boo, you, you saw me now when there was a I man with intellect. Did you see what I did run? on Wednesday? I'd like wow. to see your ass wow. jump off the ladder, bro. Oh, shit. You come and fight me then. 
Thomas. Did you see what I did to Landscaper? Bro, if I do that to you, you're gonna fucking explode. You know what? Hey, Jarvis for tying his ass up and not allowing this simpleton to win a title that he does not deserve, which you'll not win tomorrow night. We'll see about that. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, oh God. So before let's get you... to WCPW before I just... Before you two... Start... Before you guys start tearing each other a new one, here's the, here's the card for WCPW True Legacy. Wait, hold on, hold on. We, ha we had a request in the chat earlier. They want Ben to sing the song. Oh, oh god, god, no. Okay. Again, why did I agree to this set? Okay, let me get my Ben, the song's so fucking simple, you can't fuck this up. Okay. Destiny. It is my destiny. Smoke weed every day. Destiny. Just get to the matches. Okay, so request fucking fulfilled. There we go. Karaoke time is over, but still, this is so. Before we get into this, like honestly, Ray, all all nonsense aside, are you looking forward to this show? Uh yeah, it's it's looking like it's been it's been built so damn much. Every day is a different video from WCPW. I'm looking forward to this show more than I am Elimination Chamber on Sunday. Mm. Honestly, Sam, it, it looks to be a better show, honestly. It is. It's the best of the indies all around. Mm. I 100% agree, and I am just looking for the full card list. So I gotta ask, who do you think is the best on the roster of WCPW right now? Mike, I'm asking you too. Well, Ray, since you're the guest, you go first. Mm, who is the best on the roster right now? I love, I love, I love, of course, God, don't have to ask me twice. I love Martin Kirby. I'm actually a fan of Joe Hendrick. Nice. Um, oh, you're not you a Tommy, not a fan? No, I love Joe Hendry. I love his uh, ICW intros. They're fucking amazing. But you yeah. boo him t when I say it. I oh, boo you. you idiot. Oh! deal with you later. Let's get to the booking before. All right, this is the well, card. Hold on, the person I like on WCPW, <laughs> you, you fucking pieces of shit, always leaving me out of things. Oh, sorry, man. I just, I just like fucking it. kill you all I'm sorry. right now. I'm sorry. Oh my god. Before he left, Joseph Connors. All right. So this is the card for WCPW True Destiny. Stop oh, yeah. singing. Okay. Tommy, check this show out. Like, we'll, we'll, once you hear the card, you'll be like, damn, this is a right. really good show. Pay the six ninety nine uh, for what coach you're actually. Cheap up, plug right there. First up, it is going to be Tessa Blanchard going one-on-one -on -one with B Priestley in a one-on-one -on -one match. Uh, who are you going with? I am going with B Priestley. Uh, Tessa's hot. How, how about you, Ray? <laughs> Thank I you, say Tommy Priestley the just because they keep, they keep building her up. She'll win this, even though I would rather see Tessa. Mm -hmm. Alright. Oh, it's, it's the Adam Parmesan theme. That shit's amazing. Oh, turn that <laughs> fucking shit off. Up next we have... Oh, that the... reminds me of Ben so much. Fuck you. <laughs> Up next we have the Open Challenge Tag Team Ladder Match. It's the team of Moss and Slater. They're opening up a challenge to people for WCPW's first ladder match. Who do you think is going to win, and who do you think is going to respond to the challenge? I think it's going to be 
El Ligero and Martin Kirby. God, too simple to... Of all the people. <laughs> they, they're actually a tag team on the end. I see the best team in WCPW right now, Prospect, taking those titles. Alright, what about mm. you, Mike? Muscle Slater for the win. I don't care who they're facing. Alright. Up next it is... I'll be quite honest. I have no idea who they are, so... Well, once we get into the big names, you'll know. Up next, yeah. is have... Cody Rhodes the champion? He is. He's not. Internet champion. He's not. He's not on this show, but other people that you know. Up okay. next right. is going. To, up next, it's going to be Primate versus uh, Rampage in an I Quit match in another match in their Best of Seven series. Let's hope it's better than that fucking chairs match. Me personally, I am going with Rampage. By the way, Ben, fill time in on what the fuck you t- you were t- just talking about. <laughs> The chair, the chair, the what? The chairs match? The musical yep. chairs match that they had. Oh, yeah, God. It, it was built as a normal chairs match, and then the guy was like, no, 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 no. It's musical chairs. Oh, God. Yeah. Didn't, Raw, didn't Raw do that same bit like 10 years yeah, ago? Yeah, for a world heavyweight title shot, nonetheless. Yeah. That, put, that put a few dicks in butts. <laughs> what? Just like tomorrow, that's... It's going to be for Tommy? The the penetration chamber. I'm going with Rampage Brown. Who you guys got? Uh, Rampage. How about you, Ray? I say Primate. Same as Prospect. All right. Dicks and butts. Up next is going to be... I'm going with Primate. Up next next we have Zack Sabre Jr. going... Tommy, do you know him? I know who Zack Sabre Jr. is. Yay. Oh, thank God he knows someone. Going one-on-one oh. one on one with, with Travis Banks in a sequel to their amazing match on uh, from Kirby Mania. Or was it from – it was Lights Out. It was Lights no, Out. It was uh, Lights Out. My uh, mistake. Those shows were like right after each other, so my apologies. Lights Out, which is a good show. But I am going to go with – since uh, uh, Travis Banks won the first one, I am going to go with Zack Sabre Jr. on this one. Zack. I, I say Zach. Have... Zach Saber Jr. We'll take it. All right. Up now, next. now is when we start getting into the big names, Tommy. Wait a second. What's Tommy's pick? Even if it doesn't Zach matter, Saber but Jr. Zach okay. Saber Jr. Up next, Dude, you don't oh. matter. Shut the fuck up. Shut oh. up, this show. Waste of space. Oh. You just even look at yourself. You call me a waste of space. That you own a mirror, bro. And I'm the longest reigning golf champion. Good God. Ben, ben, next match. Ben, next match. Next up, it is going to be Drago going one-on-one with Pentagon Jr. Oh. Pentagon Jr. Pentagon Say his Jr. name right. It's Penta Cero Miedo. <laughs> Pentagon Dark, Pentagon Jr., Pent- whatever the fuck. Pentagon for the win. Pentagon. I still got to say Pentagon. By the way, this match was added like last minute. They're like, oh, we have these two guys coming overseas. Let's put them in the match. I think they're both going to be in that. They're going to just keep them around for a little bit. So, (laughs) Next up, it is going to be, dear God, Ricochet, Ricochet, Will Ospreay. Smoke weed every day. For the 10,000th fucking time. It just gets better every time, though. Okay. Yeah, I'll give you a play-by-play. Flip, reverse, flip, reverse, pose, ovation. Then whatever the fuck they decide to do afterwards. That's their match. 
But if you had to pick one, Will Ospreay, he's a heel right now for WCPW, and he's a pretty good heel. He's that cocky prick that's like, I was in the Super Juniors tournament. I won that shit. I'm the better than all of you. So, all Will right. Ospreay. I'm going with Will Ospreay. I respect gonna, Ospreay's new I'm character. He's finally being Prince, real. Prince Puma. Find real for us. Real, because you know he doesn't want to just do the flippy bullshit, so he wants to show some side of him. That's why he'll be the next WCPW champion. Tommy, if you were to pick one. Prince Puma. <laughs> nice. Prince Puma. No, no, no. It's, Rick, it's Ricochet. It's Prince Puma. Okay. Up next oh, is going gosh. to be the WCPW title match. It's Drew Galloway defending against local Joe hero. Hen- Ray. Local hero. And, More uh, singing. God damn. And Martin Kirby is your special guest But No, turn this shit off. Oh, that's a good thing. Keep playing. Keep playing. No. Since when are you in charge of of this shitty show? Since I became the longest reigning golf champion. Shut up. And you were beat by a and you were beat by a man called Matt the Daddy Koffler. How does that feel? You lost to Daddy. So Ben, didn't you lose to me by a curve stop? I I I do not need to be associated with. Ray Raimundo's garbage wrestling. I already get enough flash on the internet. <laughs> All right. Galloway. I guess I'm going to have to take a ride to Jersey one day. Hmm. Galloway. Galloway. Hendry. I'm going with Joe Hendry. Joe Hendry his last chance to win the title. He's got to win it. Ray, how about you? I see heel turn by Martin Kirby. Really? He's already a heel. No, 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 technically right now he's playing that tweener, so he's not either a full heel or a face. But I see him screwing Joe Hendry out of the title shot. Yeah, because that's what we need to see. Joe Hendry versus Martin fucking Kirby. No, that's not what I see happening. I see Martin Kirby trying to get his own title shot. Taking him out of the power position. Technically, shouldn't he have already put himself in this match if he's in charge? Maybe. Too easy. Finally, the fi- let's mercifully bring this one to an end. It's going to be Kurt Angle going one-on-one with Alberto Del Patron. Who you got and why? I am going, don't laugh, I'm going with El Patron. Why, why would we laugh? Mm. <laughs> it's common for a simpleton to get laughed at, but... I'm going to go with uh, Kurt. This is quite possibly one of his last indie dates for WCPW, so might as well just let him win on the way out. I see him. This is why I agree with Ben. Just because I see Alberto winning, because if Kurtz, like you say, he may be retiring after this. He's going into the Hall of Fame. Put over the young Terrific. I hear Arnold. I kicked Arnold uh, out. Someone that could rather he's, he's, have rather than talk game. about it, okay? So I got Patron, and the two of you got Angle. Yep. Tommy, who do you have, Patron or Angle? Uh, I was singing uh, Alberto's song, but I will choose Kurt Angle. So, two Angle, two Patron. Okay. All right. Let's see who's right. So, check out uh, WCPW True Destiny. It's going to be live on our pay- iPay-Per-View uh, this, this Saturday. And you can, give, you can get it on the Fight uh, app for fourteen ninety nine, or subscribe to What Culture Extra for 7 bucks a month and watch it that way. So, yes! there you go. So that's it. So before, I think it's finally time to start wrapping things up. So, but we, we wait, to, wait, 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 wait. 
listen to me very... You're not going to end this show before I get this off my chest. Because Cookies? I've waited the whole damn two hours that you've been live to finally say this. You announce this idiot. <laughs> you promote him. Well, I've been promoting this show for about a week now. <laughs> One more. Because I've shared it everywhere. Because I wanted them to see the most prestigious golf champion, me. Former well, I'm on for the last Former golf Shut up. Uh oh. I've been on for the last 20 minutes, maybe? Well, yes. this. Well. 20 minutes too long. Look, and then you hang up on me. <laughs> what the hell? See, this is. This is the. Oh, shit. <laughs> I use my. Um, See, I use my pull. This is the pull. disrespect I, got, I, got I can't him. take. Back? I thought I got rid of him. God, Tommy, shut up. Oh, my God, he dumped him again. I'm using the powers that be, you know, because I have so much. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Let's hear. hear, Sooner he finishes. Let's let's hear Ray out. Let's hear him out. Sooner he finishes. This is why I have to leave this stupid podcast. Because now I'm going to somewhere a heel can actually live and a turn. Thank you. Let him hang up on me one more time. Let him say it. Let him say it. (laughs) So, I officially announced I quit this idiotic podcast. No, 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 no. Let him finish. Tommy, I know you're scared of me, but allow me to say shit. Because guess what, Mr. Sarantino, Mr. Falbo, I'm taking someone with me. I'm taking the daddy with me, and we're taking that championship of yours because we are now the co-champions of the law of daddy. So catch us on Heel Turn Wrestling Podcast with Salty Cameron. And this has been the law. The law. (laughs) You can't take our belt, you son of a bitch. And you can't take that. You can't take the daddy. He's our daddy. God damn it. He's okay, mine okay, now. Okay, okay, this is getting weird. This is getting too weird now. Oh God! So before, so the before law we, of daddy. The law of daddy. Good fucking Jesus! I don't. Think I'll be hanging seen, myself tonight. So I don't think we'll see anything quite that dumb on Grim's yeah, the toy show. Law of daddy. Thank you, Kevin. I don't think oh, we'll see anything. Lord. I don't think we'll see anything. That, I don't think we'll see Fuck anything. Fuck you, that, Tommy. I don't think we'll see anything that dumb on Grimm's Toy Show, which you can catch on YouTube. And Tommy, anything you want to say to the people before we wrap things up? Um, I want to say fuck Ray Raymundo. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say tune in to Grimm's Toy Show every day at 5.30 for our wacky antics. Yep. Definitely yeah, and watch him lose to Spider-Man. Bro, that was like last month. That was so last month. That was before I was doing sentons and jumping off ladders. Like seriously, what's the video? Relevant. What's the video that got posted uh, recently with that spot in it? What's the name for the people at home? <laughs> the, I think something along the lines of like a four hundred pound kid squashes landscaper or something, something, something like that. But yeah, um, it was like four hundred pounder kills. Yeah, you killed a poor defenseless bastard. Four. If you want to see the greatest spot in recent Grimm's Toy Show, if you this, want to see a death, you want just to go to go to YouTube.com/slash/SillySuperPop. That's the Grimm's Toy Show channel, or just go to YouTube, type in Grimm's Toy Show. You'll find all of our wacky antics. 
And the video is called 400 Pound Kid Death Dives Off Ladder Flattens Wrestler GTS Chamber Qualifying Match Fatal 4-Way. Yep, that's me. <laughs> nice. But seriously, once again, dude, thank you so much for having for, for have, having the pleasure of coming on the show with us because seriously, we appreciate it every time. Thank you so much for being on with us. Always and forever in Ray Ramundo, you can go suck a Del Rio dick, bro. Oh, so, so once again, but I believe last time you and uh, you were kind enough to let us be a part of uh, DF with you. So before we sign off, we're going to give you the proper send off you deserve, ladies and gentlemen. Go follow. What's your social? What's your social media tag? One more time. The real TMO. Go follow the real TMO and go check out Tommy Salami on Grimm's Toy Show. Get over and, here! And if you're not down with that. We got three, three words, words for you. One, two, three. Yeah. Oh, my God. Come on, bro. So once again, guys, thank you, Tommy, so much for being on the show. But before we wrap things up, thank you so much to everybody who was listening tonight, who stuck around and made it through this despite all a few audio hiccups and a few things. I think this went unbelievably well. Yep, and we might actually be doing this again in the future. Totally. We're going to see how the format works out in the future, but guys, to anybody who's ever downloaded the episode, followed the Facebook page, and has been allowing us to produce content for you guys, it's just so mind-blowing to know we have an audience. So so this is not Revenging Ben saying this. This is Benjamin Falbo saying this to anybody who's been listening. Thank you so much to everybody who's been watching. Seriously, and thank you to anybody who's ever been on this show. Thank you Thank you, TJ Marconi. Thank you, Darius Carter. Thank you, Toasty Tom. Thank you, Really Big Brian Burgundy. Thank you, Tommy Salami. And thank you, Ray Raymundo. You've at least made things unbelievably interesting for us. Yep. Thank you, Matt. Thank you to my friend, Matt, for being such a great friend and being on the show with us a lot. Thank you to our DJ, who every week provides us with his, his hilariously zany sound effects and smoke amazing weed, stuff. Smoke, 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 yeah, like that type of bullshit. Exactly. And thank you to anybody who's ever come up to us at an indie show, come up to us online, messaged us. Thank you to Run In Radio for having us on. Thank you, Sean Walsh and all you guys for having us on. That was an unbelievable privilege. We thank you so much. Mike, anything you want to say? Uh, nothing much. I'd just like to, to thank everybody that joined in the chat. Uh, Kevin, Matt, Nova, Destiny, Henry. Jay, everybody. I can't name everybody off the top of my head, but thank you to everyone that joined in. And thank you, uh, by the way, MVP, if I was to name one, Kevin Murphy. He's been, this fucker had to work, but he's still tuning in live. So, Kevin Murphy. He got fired. Shit. We hope we hope we didn't get fired for that. But once again, thank you to because Matt. I try. Thank you to Matt Ryan for being on earlier tonight. That was unbelievable. Thank you for shooting the shit about old wrestling and talk about capital wrestling. Once again, thank you to Tommy Salami for being on with us. It's always a distinct pleasure, my friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And once again, thank you to anybody who's been listening for the past 20 episodes. We have a lot more stuff to do. We're coming out with a brand new GAWP throwback soon. It's going to be yep. general. It's going to be Wrestling Society X. It's going to oh, be. Oh, fuck. I've got the DVD. I have to watch all of it. So that's going to be a trip. In fact, that might be what I'm doing after I sign off tonight. I have my portable DVD player with me. So I might be watching some uh, Wrestling Society X later tonight. But. 
Other than that, guys, I don't think we got anything left to say. So, Mike, anything you want to say before we kick it? Mm, nothing else, really. Just I, I, once again, thank you to everybody who joined us live. And thank you, Matt Ryan. Thank you, Tommy Salami. I'm, by the way, I don't know. I just want to get this off my chest as well. This was an idea I thought of. So I'm just happy to see that the show is doing great and a lot of people are listening. Just, the only thing I could say is thank you and I love you all. Aww. Don't the, the love. But don't forget, we are going. We are actually going to be attending a few indie shows in the coming months. We, uh, I will not be attending personally. I'm going to be on vaca- I'm going to be on a vacay in Puerto Rico that weekend. But I'm oh god, be- then I have to deal with Ray and Daddy. Fuck. God damn it. But yeah. Uh, yes, you, can you catch- do. You can catch them at uh, House of Glory uh, coming up this month. It's with Glory Comes Pride. Alberto Del Patron is going to be there. So check out the House of Glory Facebook page to get all the details and ticket information. And if you want to catch Tommy Salami at an upcoming uh, indie show, he will be at uh, FBW coming up soon. It's the day after his 22nd birthday, which is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. So if you want to wish him a happy birthday... Go on, do that. That'll be amazing. FBW, go check out their Facebook page. That's always good for a good time. And finally, what the hell? He we, he plugged himself a dozen times tonight, and justifiably so, so let's do it one more time. Capital Wrestling, February 25th in Jersey City. Go to the Capital Wrestling Facebook page. Check them out. It's going to be an amazing show. The dude wasn't just blowing smoke. He knows how to make wrestling, and this is going to be some great wrestling. And once again, you can find the General Admission Wrestling Podcast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, and you can find us at the General Admission Podcast. And on Twitter and Instagram, you can find us at the G A W P Show. Find us there. Follow us. So you can get the latest updates on when the new episodes are going to be coming out. You can totally find out what indie shows are going to be at, and maybe who the next guest is going to be. And don't forget. And also, you can go, after the fact, you can totally download us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podcastic, and now we are on TuneIn Radio. If uh, DJ. Mc- if uh, DJ McNuggets uh, didn't uh, make that joke. <laughs> DJ McNuggets. We're going to be on TuneIn Radio, so stay tuned to the Facebook page and the social media if you want more information about that. We'll have a whole thing about that. But once again, guys, we can't say it enough. Thank you so much for joining us on the 20th episode of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. We could not have been here without you. So once again, for everybody in the cheap seats, I am Avenging Ben. Whole milk, Mike. And this has been the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. Don't forget, don't be a silly willy. And join the madness. You guys? Here's 20 more. Here's the 20 more. Peace. Oh, thank you, Ray. Yeah, I don't know, Jack. Sometimes. Fuck you, Bill. What's up?